Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Paul, you might not like this, but the nerds love them. Some of the nerds love them. Let's not be discriminatory against the nerds. Uh, uh, let's let's count them all. I grew up in New England, and unlike you young folk, I didn't grow up with nothing but championships. A lot I have of five war. years of my life I, with no championships. I hate you. <laughs> or the tendies in the commons. Yeah. <laughs> I, did a, I did a double tendies. order yesterday. I, so. <laughs> <laughs> really? The sriracha, dip the fries in the sriracha, it slaps. The guys are doing <laughs> good work slaps. up there. You know, as a undersized uh, Caucasian man, I uh, I thought, oh, well, Wes Welker made it in the NFL. Why can't I? <laughs> stupidly. <laughs> Very stupidly. I really felt like if I re- worked as hard as he did, and I could do it. I truly believe that that, like, oh, there's a path for me. Like, I, I you know, look at this. <laughs> there's a path. So, just true. so you know, we are revisiting this when Fred when Fred <laughs> It's so back. true. This is Patriots Unfiltered. You're right, Paul. We are revisiting <laughs> oh, it. Hey, now. Boy, you guys had a good time while I was away, huh? And Deuce, and Deuce. was away. I know. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. What's the static I'm hearing? Okay. All right. What's going on? I wanted to see if you Right off the bat. Right off the bat. I broke it. Yeah. Is that... uh, Too much of a Hawaiian influence. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, it is Thursday here at Gillette Stadium. Just want you to know, Evan and I held down the fort just just fine. We did? (laughs) Probably me. No one did that. Yeah. No one knocked us off there. (laughs) It's my my connection. I think we lost it, but uh, okay. yeah, I think it is Fred's mic because I don't hear the static anymore. Can you guys yeah. hear me? No, I, I hear you good. Yeah, yeah. All right. oh, we're okay. We so we'll just do it without Fred. Just, just keep moving that around. It doesn't really affect <laughs> any <laughs> type of warning the, uh, the modulation <laughs> whatsoever. Thirty seconds in, there's. Can gonna you be hear a, me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, good. All, right, All right. Now we're good. Yeah. All right. Hey. Yeah. Here we are. What's going on with these connections? <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it's, it's much better now. It's yeah. Fine now the show is rusty without us. All right. Little bit of news. Okay. I wouldn't say that. We got. Got news. Under lock, right? What news? Oh. It, it's Deuce, Evan, Paul, myself, Matt. Things What's happened when you were away, Eric? <laughs> What's the news? <laughs> What's the news? <laughs> they resigned Juwan Bentley. Juwan Bentley. <laughs> oh. That hadn't happened. Oh, that before hadn't the happened, show. right? It seems we, like it happened. You so guys long got to talk about it on Catch Twenty Two. Yeah, we talked yeah. about it happened during Catch Twenty Two. Yeah. Do we uh, have a Catch Twenty Two today, or is that on vacation? No, we he do. He doesn't do vacations. He doesn't do vacations. He golfs, but. He doesn't vacate. Wait, so Elvin, you know, I just him on that I got a comment on the on your thing though because you said like you were. How did you put it? You were. Uh, I don't want to say short, but what was the word you used for short? <laughs> on your on your oh undersized undersized undersized. But it's like you know, but Wes Walker he's undersized, but he was overly athletic. <laughs> you're saying oh, right, we're going to get right into overly that? athletic. <laughs> okay, is that <laughs> what you're trying to say, Deuce? You guys have fun. Uh, are you were you overly athletic though? That was the question. <laughs> Listen, I I he like was I overly <laughs> analytic. <laughs> like I said last week, you, there I was not going to sit there and compare myself to I I don't know Randy Moss. Like why would I do that? I had one one guy that that looked a little bit like me and had a, a path possible, and that was obviously Wes Welker. So I would rock the '83 Wes Welker jersey all the time it, it, to games. And you got like, like the that. real size and it looked perfectly normal. Right. On oh you. yeah, exactly. Like I filled it out perfectly. Yeah, just like he did. <laughs> oh, I had to it say was, I, it was tight around now, the muscles now, and Deuce, everything. You played division one hockey. I, I did the same thing. Paul, I was just going to bring You played up. division one baseball. Oh. 
<laughs> did you ever have any pro aspirations? <laughs> well, I, that's, I was just going to say, and like, I mean, yeah, I played college hockey, but I was never close to playing in the NHL. But my whole thought was, and it was not that much different than what Evan's saying, because at my time when I was playing hockey in high school, anybody who was six foot four. 215 pounds as a we're getting drafted like Hal Gill had a pretty good NHL career he's not playing in the NHL now but that was my whole thing I'm like oh if I was just 6'4", I would get drafted. Meanwhile, I'm making the same mistake, Evan. It's like, you know, you actually have to be talented. It doesn't really – like, I was well, bigger Gil than Ray Bork. Fairness. You know? <laughs> fairness to you, Hal Gill was a shoemaker. <laughs> he was terrible, and uh, I think I said before, he lit me up in summer league one time. I thought I broke my jaw because he's so big. Like, yeah. his elbow was just right into your face. So, I, I'm with you. I got Listen, you. I, I was – you know, I think 2007, I was – probably 13 or 14 so i was still a kid like i i didn't know you know what the difference was and i i really thought that i mentioned in in basketball the guy was jj reddick like i was like oh here's like a six foot two sharpshooter really can't dunk like isn't (laughs) super athletic but he shoots like 45 percent from three so if i just get really good at shooting from the you know if you just know exactly what route to run every time like even if it's at a snail's pace you're probably gonna no no that's no didn't work out (laughs) needless to say uh, I, I just have to say, NFL Network right now has a feature on Larry Zonka, oh. and he's you know in a in a river with waders fishing for uh, looks like steel nose marlins, uh, okay. no yeah. tr- steel nose salmon oh. or whatever, with a spinning reel. Just oh. like come Hard on, you've oh. got to be using a fly rod. You the fishing faux pas? Yeah. Oh, it's not a big time. Big time. Deep dive here. Big time. <laughs> I just I, learned something. I just can't. Be, you know. I want to learn more about fishing. Like, you might as well just set grenades off and, and <laughs> wait for the dead fish to float up, you know? Uh, does that mean – I don't, I don't know fishing. Does that mean it's too easy to do it yeah, the way it's too, oh, easy. it's too easy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it until the, the grenade I mean, like, if you're, if you're fishing for bass, okay. You know, but if you're if you're going to have outfit yourself in the waders and all this stuff and stand in the river, you can fish like a man. Get a fly rod, right? <laughs> you would know. Ted Williams would tell you the same thing. I, I mean, my grandfather would know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'd love to try to fit fly fish, though. That's probably one oh, of my life best. elements that I'd it's, like to experience. When you're fly my, fishing, that's all you're thinking about. Yeah, because you have to. Because you have to watch the water nowhere, and you got to make yeah. it kind of dance it's, a little bit. It, you're an constantly it. doing something. It's not like you just sit and fish. Yeah, you're, you're, it sounds a lot better than just. Yeah, I mean, both have their merits. Yeah, but oh, quiet man. time, yeah. time in the water. It's great. It's great. Anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> but Larry Zonka. I'm, well, like, I'm staring right at it. it so. Well, they were. They are the only undefeated team. So, you know, and I don't know if you've ever seen. Story. I don't know if you've ever seen any features on that. But I think <laughs> that's what this this is on NFL Network. Is <laughs> just the old angry people saying. NFL Network. I did get a chance um, before, like last week during the 4th of July, there was like a whole day of Patriots programming. We had talked about Uh, that too when you guys were gone. Um, So they had all kinds of stuff. They had America's Games. They had, you know, replays of games. Do your jobs. But this week, they look like they're showing some memorable week one games. Just random. I watched like a Dallas-Washington game from 99. But you know what I got last night? 09. You know what I got last night, dude? Which one? Which one? 1994, week one. Dan Marino. Marino, Bledsoe, Bledsoe. shootout, uh, 39-35 loss for the Patriots. But yeah, today was the day that I knew that Drew was going to Now, that was year yeah. two, right? Was, that was year two It was week Drew. one in the, uh, of his second year, and if not for kind of a fluky Ben Coates fumble, they were going in to take the lead in the last two minutes. 
just like Nelson Aguilar against the Ravens last year. <laughs> well, I mean, you talk about uh, like, it was kind of similar to that fumble, I, actually, right near the sideline. Don't you feel like that's the game Mac Jones is still looking for? That's the game of like you yeah. know, kind of goes toe to toe with a guy, and you know, even if it's I know quarterbacks yeah, don't play quarterbacks. I was but just going down to hey, I'm trying to tie it I didn't all together. Necessarily want to you know <laughs> no, jump I, right I, into I, it, but no, but it's a good point. I think we are still looking for that game from Mac. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, Drew yeah. lost. Yeah, no, no, yeah. but but even in right, like I mean, but he, he showed he can go toe to toe. I think he threw yeah. for four hundred yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, he, he could go toe to toe with really, the best uh, passer at his, in his time. Yeah, Marino. Yeah, you know. And uh, and how was the connection with Ben Coates right out of the gate though? Was that something that was instant, or was that yeah. something that came on in the second? No, year? no, no. Like I think his first, yeah, his first career touchdown pass was to Ben Coates. Yeah, in '93, Week One, '93 at Buffalo. Oh. Speaking of Mac, um, what do we make of this picture of him, Brady, and McCourty? Oh, I didn't see it. Oh, really? They oh, were. Yeah. What's the picture? I don't know. I, I'm having problems. Was it the with white my party? Media. Was it the Michael Rubin's trying to help me out? No. Was Mac at the white party? No, this no, was a separate. No, party. no, but Grant Williams was at the white party, and then he got <laughs> traded like two days later. <laughs> Everybody yeah. was at the white party. I'm looking at. Well, like, Grant Williams was at the Fanatics event here with yeah. with Jason Tatum last week. So so, he's, so Ruben probably extended him, the, him a, an invite. Oh, you can come come with Jason if you want. Did yeah. Alex? Is that how that works? Uh, did yeah. Alex stalk uh, Jason Tatum while he was here for that? Event? We did have a conversation about that. Yeah, I was a little upset that I wasn't given the invitation to go, to come and meet Jason Tatum in the line of little kids. I got to take pictures that, like, with him. We were talking. Uh, <laughs> it's like kid, kid, kid. In, yeah. in, in the think tank in KSP, I, everybody's <laughs> talking about that. I was like, "What are you guys talking about?" <laughs> you know, like it was a huge event. I'm like for what? I'm like, I mean. Not that I have to be like made aware of everything that's going on, but I don't know. It Jason seems Tatum like, seems like something that I might have, yeah. you know, someone may have let me know about. I, I, I saw the pictures from Patriots.com, and I'm kind of like was looking through them, and I could see I saw a picture with Alex in the background, and then I saw a picture, and I'm like, is that Jason Tatum in the background? Oh, and yeah. I started to like process. I'm like, my God, Alex was there with Jason Tatum at the same time. She must have we, lost her mind. We we talked about it. Is that why she hasn't yes. been in since? <laughs> I think so. She's yeah, well, that's why it was. Uh, <laughs> Alex didn't do the show on Tuesday. I think that was the day of the event, right? And then yeah, she came she in and she, she did the show on Thursday. <laughs> Wish she could laugh at Evan talking about comparing herself to West Coast. <laughs> yeah, but I guess this Fanatics are going to be doing this every year now. It's the day of giving. And they had it in different cities yeah. around yeah. the country. But yeah. Boy, what an empire he's built, Michael Rubin. I had to go on his Wikipedia page today because I'm like, where did this guy come from? And I mean, he's, uh, I know about fanatics, but yeah, it's yeah. Amazing, from that to the white party now, he's just no, been all over the he's place. He's self-made off of e-commerce. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. where he started. Did you see all the all the people that was like, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio, Tom Brady. I mean, I like he's the list super, is just, it's, he's, he's one of those like, People that if there was an Illuminati, he would be like the head, <laughs> right. the secret head right. of Illuminati. Yeah. Like everybody thinks that it's like somebody famous like Jay Z or something, but it's actually this like businessman that is running all of the show right. behind yeah. the scenes. White party, yeah, yeah. cool. I look, hate everybody that's sexy. there. <laughs> They're all <gasps> so well, Fred. You would struggle there because you'd have mustard all over your white stuff. Right, You're yeah. like I don't got no white stuff. Oh, and I heard that they had Plus, like white makes you look fat. I heard they had pizza. <laughs> Pizza. Oh, wow. Like they oh, got pizza time. Was it white pizza? Because if they, I hate white pizza. <laughs> no, they got no tomatoes from someplace in Brooklyn oh, that's supposedly famous for Town you know <laughs> for for their pizza and uh, uh, like they were talking about it on the radio. I, I totally agree. That's a, one of the la- like. Why don't you just get spaghetti and meatballs? Right, right, you yeah. know, at a white party. Right? right. That would be all over Fred's shirt. That oh, would be awesome. Oh God, <laughs> easily. That would be just so the, awesome. the meatball just comes out and splat, splat, splat right down. Yeah. So there was a Thai a, pencil, a, a certain pencil. celebrity, female celebrity that that was at the party as well, and she has now popped up a few times oh. in Tom Brady's presence. Oh. 
Oh, can, and, we, can we say the name? Kim and Kardashian. I, don't yes. you dare. Is that who you're talking about? Don't yes. you dare. <laughs> really? Kim Kardashian. Uh, uh, there's been multiple breadcrumbs uh, 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 at this point, uh, including buying a mansion in the same complex as Brady in Florida. Oh, that's too recently. Much. That's oh, too boy. much. Come on, you're getting clingy on me here, Kim. And and then she sh- was at this at at uh, Michael Rubin's party where Brady was also present. Oh, well, boy. he's so, having his post divorce. Of all the people Go to not it. be involved with. <laughs> She tops the list. I mean, it's just trouble from the word go. Well, the whole, I mean, you feel yeah. like you're part of a marketing campaign. Probably, yeah, like, it's you know, really yeah. like, oh, come on. That's why Tom's probably trying to play it cool. Like we're having to read between the lines because probably if she had her way, they'd, they'd be, you know. I'm just saying every yeah. time yeah, I get that they're celebrities and they might run in similar social circles anyways. Week one, week one baby, right here, week I'll, one. All of a sudden, you know, you get a chair uh, ready. Get a chair ready. I blame it all on OJ. (laughs) He brought us that whole clan. Well, there's other things I blame on OJ, but yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, eight five five pass five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline web radio at patriots.com. You wouldn't think there would be a lot of options for Tom Brady to actually upgrade in terms of value, (laughs) right? I know, I know. He got one of the only ones. Kim Kardashian's net worth is significantly greater than Giselle's. It's got to be about more than money for him now, right? Come on, Tom. Is it? (laughs) You also have a a little bit of of a couple of tidbits of news if we want to okay uh, so Besides I, t- I tried with the Bentley thing. right I, I nah. yeah. you do that dismissed. on your own time Paul Joan Bentley we do have details on Devonte Parker's contract yeah. now kind of is a very incentive laden contract to kind of outline exactly and also DeAndre Hopkins tweeting or actually threading oh. not threading oh, he threaded it he threaded it thread the needle yeah that's the new one that uh, unfortunately he got some bad clam chowder on his visit here oh. at some point oh that's a terrible way to say hello to new england he uh according to him on on thread threads threads by instagram (laughs) he uh didn't know there was bacon bits in the clam chowder and he doesn't eat pork oh pork is not part of his it wasn't a bad clam no it wasn't (laughs) pork's just not part of his diet bad clam so he hasn't eaten pork and he said eight years and he's had a a stomach issues Uh, ever since so patriots are out Patriots are out. I don't like the pork. Not I good. don't like the bacon in the clam chowder. Not where, not, um, not on my watch down the Cape. There's no bacon yeah, in that down I, there. I've had it before. Um, there was a Boston place that actually won a couple awards, and they have a bacon. And it's I, I, it's I mean, not I've bad. Had it. I've it's had it, bad. but I feel like pure clam chowder for me, yeah. like where I grew up having it. But they had a lot in uh, in L.A. There was bacon in the clam chowder out there a lot. Yeah. Um, there was a place called the Northern Spy in Canton that's a good good place, but they put bacon in. It's real good, but yeah. I have to say no bacon, but okay. sorry, DeAndre. How much of this chowder did he eat before he realized there was bacon in it? Yeah, plus how much <laughs> this bacon? This is delicious. Would, plus how much <laughs> bacon was point. in it? You, you know? realized how much Listen, you missed bacon. I'm just reading the threads, all right? That's it. That's all <laughs> I can sure? do. Was that verified? Was so that I'm going to on threads? To, I'm gonna need someone to read the threads to me. <laughs> so I don't know what the hell's going it, on, Fred. It, I mean, unless it's really quiet. It sounds like he's taking his time, yeah. Hopkins. Yeah, that would be. My and it guess. also sounds like, unless it's you know people being really um, quiet about it, no other teams have jumped into the to the mix. Yeah, which I is, think Fowler actually reported it's just Tennessee and New England. Yeah, yeah. so that's good for us. I, I mean, I got to take something back to. I, I called into the show from uh, from the shores of Maui uh, last week to talk to Paul and Evan, and Paul put me on the spot. Like, how are you feeling about DeAndre and I? You know, I tried to unplug, and, and I said for some reason I don't think it's going to happen. I, I take that back. Like I still, I still think it, it is going to. 
Uh, and I think it has to happen. Like the more I got away from it, I'm like, you have to do something. Like I just don't think it's enough right now if, to realistically think this season is well, you're even, really going to make some noise without that forget guy. Forget about the, the, the name of the player. It sounds like they need another adequate receiver just because like everybody's hurt and people are going to get hurt. Yeah. They need some quality depth. You know, now if it can be DeAndre Hopkins, great, you know. But it sounds like they're going to need another receiver. Yes, yeah, you know? I mean, but especially uh, those are kind of two different things, though, Fred. They need, I think they need DeAndre Hopkins. I think Mike and Evan have been talking about this for weeks. Yeah, they need that guy at the top. They, they need, do. They, they do. need receivers for depth. I don't think yeah. they have enough actual receivers yeah. for camp. But those like aren't the same thing. No, I get, I get it. But if you're going to add a receiver, you might as well spend the money and bring him. In. No, I, no, I agree. I, I think that would make sense. I don't think you can ignore the depth either. I mean, and, and the injury issues was just you know. I mean, do we trust Tyquan Thornton? It's not only going to be yeah. good, but also have 17 plus games in them this I year. I mean, how how often, Paul, over the years, like oh, we hear about some you know skill position player with you know, some type of injury, and it just lingers, and it lingers, you know? Yeah, yeah. They, I don't think they have enough wide receivers currently on the roster. I think you need a lot of body. There's a lot of running at that position in camp, and you want to save these guys. You don't want to have – you don't want to have Juju and Thornton and Parker just running, you know, born running routes constantly and being every rep during the summer that just kind of adds to the wear and tear and then you put you need those other guys too yeah and then you put ed lee in there or yeah. you know those lower guys and i mean it's i feel like you're kind of hoping against the real possibilities that one of those guys is really going to emerge i mean i don't want to put too much into the mini camp and otas but it was you know kind of disappointing that one of those guys wasn't you know didn't pop a little bit more i mean i don't know if it necessarily is you know death sentences to as far as those guys go when it gets to training camp but i think it's i think it's true and i you know, just the more you kind of step back, like get away from it a little bit the yeah. last couple of weeks, it's like. So you were away when that happened, right? The Parker extension? I was. I was. And I was surprised by it. I mean, and I think now in, in retrospect, I mean, it, it, it just it's the, I think as Bedard put it, like the easy deals. Like they're doing the guys who are willing to take incentive-lative deals to, to get, you know, I don't know if you call it security, but to get a new deal and to get maybe some new money. But, you know, how much – I mean, I, we've said it a hundred times. They like him more than we like him. Like we have all just been kind of like – He's a nice contested receiver. I think that he has a role within the offense, but is he going to be a true needle mover? Like to Fred's point, you know, if one of these inside guys gets hurt, like Parker is what he is. Like he's never going to be able to, man, we got to, you know, like I'd even feel better about Bourne. He's not versatile enough. Being more versatile in the, within the offense than, than Parker. Like, and if you get stuck with just Mack and Parker as your main guys, it's, you know, or in Gesicki and, and Henry, it's like, man, this is not a dynamic And there group. are guys now on, on my shows, Freddie, that, are sort of, you know, reading between the lines. If Hopkins comes, they think that Bourne might go, and they're not. That's not the guy that they would have chosen. Yeah. Now I don't know that you necessarily have to get rid of anybody yet. Like we just talked about the depth, so you could keep them all and figure it out. Um, but what I what I didn't like about the Parker thing, and, and Evan and I talked about this Tuesday and Thursday last week, and I think we're in agreement. It's not like. Oh, my God, you just set the organization back 10 years. Or, oh, man, you're really setting everything up. You're paving the way for Hopkins. We don't think it's either one of those extremes. Yeah, like I, I was It's just kind of there. I wouldn't read into it that much. You have to do this, you know, for but I every year with certain I players. I don't really understand yeah. why. Now, my, my concern is this is that comment that I said I grew up in New England and I've been – you know, sort of worried about, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't get have the luxury of winning a title every year of yeah. my life. 
what I would worry about is what you kind of talked about with those two kids not popping at all at, at minicamp, uh, Booty and, and Douglas. Um, I would think that if they showed a lot of promise or some other young receiver had shown a lot of promise, I don't think this would necessarily be a move you'd be willing to make or looking to make. There was no need to, to extend a 30-year-old receiver coming off injury an, okay, yeah. an okay season where, where he was a complimentary piece. My feeling is Belichick probably felt like, yeah, I need to have some receivers next year that I know that I can rely on. That's not good. But yeah. didn't they didn't they free up some cap space? And isn't it incentive laden? So you can talk about he gets ex- more money than he would have. Yeah, if he does certain things. No, no. Guaranteed. Well, there is there his salary there is, is well, guaranteed money. Well, this year he makes and a, next year and ne- yeah. Well, there's new money on the contract. It is it's yeah. It's a real extension. So basically, it's a three year, seventeen million dollar base value contract. Yeah, it's not thirty three million. But yeah. it's more than five point eight, which was what he was going to get. It's it's you know, it is in terms of the the new money that's on the the contract the next two years. But it's about the same money that he was getting on a per year basis. But the problem is, I, I think or I don't know if I would call it a problem, but it it basically guarantees his roster spot for the next two years, essentially. Like I think next year they probably will be able to move on if they absolutely need to or want to, uh, but he, they would carry some dead money. It'd be like if a three-something million-dollar guarantee. And, and next year plus, they're going to have plenty of space. Plus the prorated space, portion. So, yeah. Well, that's that's my, that's the thing that I'm most interested in, Fred, that came out in the last couple of days, and I'm, I'm, I apologize for um, where, I, where I saw it, but somebody kind of ranked, like, team's future – cap space, all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about, Evan? Somebody yeah. posted Yeah, it. I, I think it was a, a ESPN Plus or one of those, like... But it's like the Patriots have, like, more money and cap space over the next few years than anybody else. And I, it's just... And it's like in one part, and I know that like the guaranteed money thing is kind of a conversation on Paul's shows, you know, the, the amount of cash spending that they've been doing. I know that's been a thing, too, but it just... What is the answer to all this? Because in one hand, you don't really, you haven't really had the players like to, to extend. Like it's fine to say, well, I wish they would spend more cash. Well, fine. On who? Like you, you really wish that they had extended player what? Like I mean, is there anybody? Kyle that, Tucker. But so that's the next one coming up. So that should be where it goes, right? Yeah. But but they but they seem reticent to do it. Like I don't know. Maybe they're trying to they work have so on much it. cap space because they don't have they don't have the players. Good players, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what I like about like I, and I do think. You know, we can look at these two deals, and the three of us were just talking about this upstairs. I, I, I like the idea of Bentley. You know, yeah. not like this, you know, multifaceted, uber-athletic inside linebacker. He's not that. That's not what he is. But I like the fact that they identify a guy that works in their system, that performs a role, and more importantly, is a leader and maybe a bridge to that next group of leadership. You know, he's been a captain. Now you're locking him up to stay. He was entering the final year of his deal, too. So now he's locked up to stay for two more years. And I think that you can look at him and say, I know the defense has at least one leader. And I'm kind of hoping that that Kyle Duggar is one of those guys, too. I don't know how much of an outgoing leader he is. When we talk to him, he doesn't really seem like he's... But it's more like Hightower, right? But I I like that. Think about that secondary potentially... If not in 24 and 25, it's Christian Gonzalez, it's Marcus Jones, who knows with Jack Jones, it's Marte Marpu, Mapu, sorry, and, and and hopefully Kyle Duggar. And then who would you think would be the leader of a group like that in year three, right? year four? Like, it would be the six-year guy in Duggar at that time. I think it's important to try to continue that, you know. 
that dynamic. It's important to have have the, nucleus guys. You know, like with Bentley. You know, you get him signed up. He's all in. He's your guy. He comes in starting training camp as one of your circle the wagon guys. You know, yeah. Um, he doesn't have to worry about the money anymore. His contract. He's he's all set. He's he's bought in. And t- you know, the more guys you can have like that, the better. Which is what kind of impact does it have in the locker room too? Of you know, and and this goes to like my thing with with Bentley was like you, you couldn't have just like you keep stringing him along on two year deals like. No, Bentley wasn't going anywhere else. Like I think, anytime we talked about him, you know that again. Like Parker, he has more value here than he probably does anywhere else. And and to agree with Paul, I mean, I think he's a great piece. Like, do I think that he's great against Lamar Jackson's of the world? No, I think that's probably like you were starting to think. Hey, we hope that Marty Mapu can be you know one of those mobile inside guys that can stick with him. But I think he's got a role 100 percent on the team. But I just wonder if you don't extend Kyle Duggar, do guys start to say like, look? No matter how well I play here, even if I get a contract, they're probably going to lowball me, and it's going to be a two-year deal, and there's going to be a bunch of incentives in it, and and it, no thanks. Yeah. Like and, I don't want to be a pass. Like I started thinking back, and I, it's always dangerous because then I always forget guys <laughs> when I do this. But like I was thinking of like, well, these are the kinds of moves. Bentley Parker it was like a Jarvis Green, you know, valuable guy, good piece. Let's but let's not even let him get to free agency. Let's let's lock him up. But Duggar, to me, is more of like a Mike Vrabel. You know, let's not even let him get to free agency. Let's lock him up. Well, maybe the a little fact, bit harder to do. Yeah, yeah and that exactly. Yeah. Maybe the fact that they haven't signed Duggar yet means it's a little bit more complicated yeah. than these other. Yeah, sure. no, there's, yeah. there's big money there. Yeah. Um, you know, Duggar's going to get a, a decent contract. I think a guy like Josh Uche, you know, depending on what he does, tough one. He's going to break the bank. If he has another double-digit sack season, he's going to be very valuable as an edge rusher with back-to-back. 10 plus sack seasons. Yeah. So I, I get that. If they, You have to pick. You can't have everybody. You know, Michael Lewenu, I would read the tea leaves and say they've drafted, I don't know, five interior offensive linemen the, the, next, the last two drafts. Yeah. My guess is they, they're going to be pretty comfortable that one of those guys will be able to step in for a Wenyu if a Wenyu is like one of those $60 million guards. I think they've been down that road with Shaq and, yeah, totally. and Joe Tooney. I, my guess is they probably don't want to go down there again. Totally. Even though a yep. has been excellent. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, as I said upstairs, I've said it probably before, is like if you had to pick a position in football that you need to figure out, right guard, right tackle, those are probably the two places I'm going to start. I know you probably start with kicker, Paul, but. Uh. <laughs> I, you know, either that or, you know, just, you know, running back. Yeah. <laughs> well, guards and running backs are kind of yeah. similar, right, in terms yeah. of the interchangeability. Yeah. But I, I just think with Bent Parker, I have much different opinion on in terms of the contract. But it, and with Bentley, like you have to at some point start building a nucleus of core players. Like you can't just keep recycling every four years. And you know, I think that a lot of the talk is, well, they they don't they're not drafting linebackers, so now they just are forced to kind of keep Bentley in the fold. And it's like at some point you got to keep some guys around. Like you can't just keep on recycling players every four years in the draft and just trying to go about it that way you have to have leaders you have to have guys that buy into the system that understand the defense understand the culture understand the program and are going to be leaders for you in in the locker room you have to have at least a, a handful and he's of those types of guys guy. yeah and he's really one of those guys i also think he's kind of an underrated player like i know yeah. he's not what everybody wants he's not fred warner he's not matt milano he's not this 230 pound athletic rangy coverage linebacker but for what they need that position in that role in this defense to do he's really yep. really good at it yep i i like my you guys missed there was a lot of agreeing 
yeah. with Evan and Paul last week. You guys missed it. Well, I mean, I think good I stuff. Mean, <laughs> it's 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 one of those things where I think we're seeing a you know through the similar lens right now of especially the Duggar situation, and it's you know it's it's just it's it's hard because you say Duggar and Uche, and then who like like you know who else is going to deserve a chunk of this money you know cap space that they have coming up, and you know and I just. I don't think that Bill is necessarily planning it this way, but I just can't help but think that if he were to depart, that it's kind of a clean slate for whoever's next. There's not a bunch of cap commitments to guys that, you know, uh, that somebody else may or may not like. Uh, probably reading too much into that, but I don't know. It just it seems like they're in good shape if, if they needed to turn things over soon that they could do it pretty easily. All right, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline, web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. That's what you want. Yeah. Talk a little Patriots. A little Patriots. Can I I, I got two things. I got to give a shout-out to Steve from Rancho Cucamonga, who spotted me in Maui and said he's a big fan of the show. So it was one of the first times I've been out in public. I think I remember his emails. Deuce, deuce. I told him to call I do remember email from Rancho Cucamonga. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that where Patty Chung was from, right? Uh, maybe, Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, I also watched 80 for Brady on the plane. Well, I wouldn't say I watched oh, it. I kind of scanned through it. Yeah, I watched it. it was, <laughs> Me too. Oh, by the way, uh, I went to see Asteroid City. Awful. <laughs> Awful. I and I like Wes Anderson movies mostly. This was terrible. I, I've lost him. I love the Bottle Rocket. Is one of his first ones. Was like one of my all-time favorite movies. And Royal Tenenbaums was pretty good. I say I saw Bottle yeah, Rocket. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Remember. It's like Owen Wilson's first movie. They're like small-time inept crooks. But, um, but I, I, I did enjoy just watching the end of Eighty for Brady and kind of reliving the game. And no, it was no, 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 no. <laughs> you the the it's it's not the end. That's the climax. <laughs> I, I skipped. Of the movie. I skipped out before the uh, the, the, the end. Is the end. The, the the Benedict Arnold's in the living room at the end. Right. Yeah, uh, it was them. it was every cliche in the book. I thought Gronk was really funny though, like just his little bit. Um, but man, Brady can't act. Like it's just he's he's just such a bad actor. But it did remind me of like just watching it, and I'm like, look, the Patriots, they they, they they'll maybe win another Super Bowl. It'll never be like that again. Like it'll never be that ridiculously over the top, intense, dramatic. You know, just the way that that team was, some of those, some of those, I mean, no, and I mean it in a good way. Like, I felt like kind of re-energized coming back of just like, man, it was, it was really cool. It's different now for sure. Um, But, you know, just the the way that that game unfolded, it's still, it's just, it it blows your mind. That was magic. You know, I don't, I still can't believe what I saw. Yeah. Right? I mean, it, it, every time you see it, you can't believe it, especially when you're watching it through, like, the eyes of Jane Fonda. Oh, my God. Uh, the Guy Fieri. Seems, I mean, there's so much. Uh, the other thing was, like, you know, they put, like, the two guys on there that were, like, kind of like the Fitzy. Like, it seemed like they were doing one of me and Fitzy shows. And, like, they couldn't have gotten us. But that was, like. I what, don't know. Yeah, why didn't they hire you why guys Why didn't they just that? hire What's us? Or, and it's like, that wow, this is, like. <laughs> I would have watched you if you were in it. Well, yeah. the guys that they got. Because they were terrible. Saturn, I know. It was like they just sat them down and, like, I don't know, just do some Boston stuff. And I couldn't, like, the accents. Like, the accents I was like, we were available. You could have just called right robert cordry like you you're from boston you should know you, if you're just don't do an accent it's better than trying to do a boston accent yeah. than doing a bad boston accent where every every r is ah i uh, that, that was bad but uh but it was fun i, I just kind of like you know i'd scan through like oh guy fieri uh, scan and then i get to the game and i'm like yeah. all right we'll watch this yeah, now but it, it wasn't good <laughs> but so you didn't see the end the very well, you very told end. me you told me about that so i tapped out yeah. before that i think Good. We, i think we hit that, if i had known i would have done the same my other question was i don't think they said the word belichick once in the whole movie he was oh, in it I, like I never very very he was, was he, he was in it twice like I a think. like a shot of him right walking, walking on the sideline and then there was one of him walking into the tunnel 
like before the the game. Yeah, but they, they, but they never talked about him. It was always the Patriots, and you know, I did have some notes. I had some notes on the script. You know, I'm like, all right, so they're they're lifelong fans watching the game in the opening of the movie. They all have brand new Brady jerseys on. I'm like, can we get one of these ladies who's had like a worn, torn, Good you point. know? And then when you flip them at the end and they start wearing the bedazzled ones, like you know, then it has a little pops a little more. That's you know, Hollywood Deuce hat for a second there. Raise the stakes. Fred goes. That's a good point. <laughs> it is. Yeah, the only person on the planet is concerned with what year the shirt was. Well, but like, like if you were a lifelong fan, wouldn't your shirt have right. been? And this is like yeah. a tradition to them, yeah. and it looks like they just you know open the, the, the shirts from fanatics. So like, all lifelong fans have to be like Fireman Ed and wear a shirt that's like fifty no, years but old. Chances are you would have one that you wear every game, and yeah. it's a little bit beat up. Yeah. I would also hope that lifelong fans would not jump ship to Tampa Bay as soon as. Tom Brady uh, right. left, but, you know, what can I <laughs> it's do? It's fine. I'm glad it was made. I'm glad it exists. All right. Um, 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. The only person I know that says that. I'm <laughs> yeah. glad it exists. Let, let's let's turn to the <laughs> listeners, see what's on everyone's mind. We'll go to Todd, North Carolina. What's up, Todd? So I was thinking about this for a while. Um, you take a look at Patricia. You take a look at McDaniels. You take a look at a lot of the coaches that have left here. And, you know, they probably kind of have a legacy because they've been here for several Super Bowls and stuff. But how much of their how much of their legacy, their success is just tied to being a part of the Patriots and having Bill there and maybe Tom there and just having this organization. And then when they get out, they just don't seem to perform. Like, what do you think is going on with that, you know, that inability to make it work outside this this site? So and could you please send me back because I was going to buy you guys lunch, but he hung he put me on hold too quick. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, make sure you do that, Fred. Don't hit. Don't not. So, no. No. I'll okay. hit hold. That, 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 yep, yep. Don't drop it. Okay. Don't drop it. He's on hold. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think, I think all of their <laughs> success is tied to the. Yeah, Patriots. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but these guys haven't had really any success outside of New England. Yeah. Patricia the, McDaniel's. I think Mangini. Not yet. I think Mangini would have had he not been blackballed by the league. You know, but well, I don't. Uh, I don't. I, I don't agree with that at all. He yeah. had. Time to do it in New York. He had another Cleveland. opportunity in Cleveland. I th- well, I say I th- I think he would have. I think he would have been good. Um, but he got another job after he I blackballed. Think Brian Dable is having success. Yep, he can was we, here a couple times. Can yeah. we claim him? Yeah, uh, I mean a Brian little, Dable. A, a I would. Bit, yeah. I would claim Brian Dable. Yeah, yeah he was. Okay. He was just like Josh McDaniels. They came yeah. in as coaching assistants but, in two thousand. Right, but he was never. He was never the coordinator yeah. here. He was always yeah. a position coach here. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I I don't know. He learned under Bill, I would say, and and he had success. It's hard. I mean, do you guys have a different at all perspective of Josh McDaniels after last season? As I thinking about it a little bit, I feel like I have a little bit more appreciation for you know what he did as far as keeping the offense. No, I always had pr- appreciation, I, and I I still think I think he's got a chance to be a good head coach. It's just it's going to take time, you know. It's, um, it's hard. I mean, I don't. Oh, he's got a year. Just so you know, because yeah. if, yeah. if he flames out this year and gets fired, he's probably not going to get a third chance. I don't know. Do you think Mark Davis would fire him? Uh, if he can afford it. I think if, if he, he could afford it, <laughs> he, he would have fired him last year. Hey. And, and I'm not telling you I thought he should have been fired because I, I don't. But I think if Mark Davis could have afforded it, he'd have been gone. Yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a big McDaniels fan. Like I, I think that he's a really, really good offensive coach. But the one thing about him is that you play his system. Like, his system is his system, and yeah. whether you're Tom Brady, you're Mac Jones, you're Cam Newton, like, you figure it out. 
you play what I tell you to do. And I think that that's where he's maybe run into some trouble in other places is getting the right people in place to play that system, especially at the quarterback position. And even last year, Derek Carr had issues with it, didn't love it. There was some pushback there uh, of what they were asking him to do. So uh, that's the one thing about McDaniels is like he's – He's gonna go. He's gonna. He's gonna do like his that's own. That's how he's gonna go down with the ship. Yeah. If it if it is, yeah. and I also think he's impatient. Yeah. With with that stuff that you guys are talking about. Well, it's just. I mean, it's interesting to me that the two situations that he's gone to outside of New England mirror each other. You know, so closely that he's going to two programs with, you know, at least a, a quarter a quarterback and a, and a wide receiver that are you know proven in the league. You would have thought at that time, like I mean, at that point, Jay Cutler and, and Brandon Marshall, you're like wow, he's really going to something. Then you know, within a year, they're both gone now Derek Carr's gone and he's kind of tying his fate to, to Jimmy Garoppolo who you know just can't seem to stay healthy and and it's but know, it it's, makes perfect sense because Jimmy's a guy he knows that knows what he to, wants him to do exactly if like you just do it my way it'll work that's how these guys think like even like a Kyle Shanahan that's why they had you know I know they trade all those picks for Trey Lance but he's even one of those guys that's just like if you just hit the right button on the on the Xbox controller that I tell you to hit <laughs> like the offense is hit gonna B, be fine B. don't don't try to do anything else. Like, don't try to be creative. Don't try to put your own spin on it. Like, if the read is this, then then throw the read. Like, and that's that's how McDaniel's is. Yeah. Well, be interesting uh, year out there in uh, Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to be a head coach in the NFL, and I think there's a thirst for good head coaches, yeah. you know, and there's a lack of them. And I think you know when you come from a program that's had all the success. People just want to get a piece of that, you know, yeah. bring some of that to me. And it's it's just not always – that's not how it works. I just don't know? get too caught up in, like, whether or not Belichick's tree has success around the league. Like, oh, I, I don't, don't care know. at all about really the Belichick care. tree. I'm just assessing it's, those guys. Yeah, I mean, the only one that, you know, the only one that really matters to me is is, is if it's somebody off the tree that is the next head coach here. Like, you know, that's the one that, that right. I want to see be successful. But, you know, you can break out all the cliches that they're trying to be Bill and – you know, there's a certain, you know, I just think that there's a certain element of knowledge that Bill Belichick has that, you know, in perspective that none of those guys are going to have, no matter how much time they've spent with him, he's going to always do things his own way. And, you know, it's, it, and, and even when he's doing it that way, it's not a guarantee of success. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's a high bar. It's like you said, Fred, it's really hard to be a head coach in this league and to manage, to go from managing an offense or defense to, now you're managing everybody, and not only that, but you're like got to take a temperature of the team and make oh, sure yeah. everyone's pulling in the right direction. Deal and with the owner, and deal with it. You know, you know all yeah. those things. I so. think that that's been the hardest part for guys that have off the Belichick tree is is the CEO elements of being the head coach of the team, the personal elements with the players and the interactions with the players and like all that kind of stuff. Because all of them are good football coaches on their respective sides of the of the football, and it's never. I never viewed it as like a a really big X's and O's thing. It's like a culture thing. Like mm-hmm. they just haven't built that that culture in their own way. Yeah. Yet, and I, I think that that's for McDaniel's. Like, if I was the Raiders, I'd I'd give it some time. Like, I wouldn't fire him after two seasons. I, I'd give him three or four years to try to establish his own foundation. See, that's the thing. I, I, I agree with you on that. And I also saw some of the debate, you know, that's going around with, with Belichick and Andy Reid. And, like, I just – I don't think you can discount over the last 20 years that the hard tack that this league has taken towards offensive football. And if you have a guy in-house that knows offensive football and, you know, you, I mean, clearly he has a plan and knows what he wants to do, 
it's it's not easy to go to, to get rid of that and all right we're gonna go with a defensive guy now like in this league you have to have you know maybe last year is I'm I'm scarred from what we did here but like you have to have an offensive coordinator an offensive guru in the building that knows what they're doing it's just what how the league is now you can't try to get by you know just shutting everybody down every week it's just it's not gonna happen uh-huh. uh let's go to Patty and Agawam what's up Patty what's up everyone hey hey Patty. Hey Mike, I loved Rushmore. That was the one. That's my favorite. Yeah, Sanders that's a good movie. one too. Yep. Um, wanted to have make a point, and then uh, if I have time, Freddie, play uh, play a guess that jersey game with Paul. <laughs> we have time. So, uh, Stump Perillo. We have time. <laughs> the floor is yours. All right. Perfect. So, um, just go piggybacking off of what you guys said about you know Uche and Anwenu and, and Kyle Duggar, Freddie. I remember back in 2016. Um, a show that I sat in on with you and um, Crispy. And one of the discussions that we had was, at that point, it was Jamie Collins, Donta Hightower, and Malcolm Butler. And who were they going to re-sign? Were yeah. they going to re-sign all three, one, maybe two of them? And what ended up happening? After 16, they franchised Butler. Uh, they trade Jamie Collins mid-season uh, on Halloween. And they, they basically let... Dante go to the Steelers and you know look at look at an offer from them before he comes back and we make an offer to him and he stays here yeah. and they let him all go basically it was it was Chandler Chandler Jones if was he wanted to it was <laughs> Chandler Jones Hightower Butler, and Collins with Collins. the three big money yep. yeah. and then and then Butler um and, but, and, I, and I remember talking about it like this is the core of the defense yeah. for years to come right. and and That's Patty so and Patty's right the only reason why Hightower stayed is because he flunked physical, and he he had offers from Pittsburgh and the Jets. I believe the Jets were the one that that actually had him signed, and he f- failed the physical, and he ended up staying. But they almost lost all four of them. Right, and it, but in, yep. in the, to that any, point, there was never like a, these are the guys that we have to have. Let's give them the deal. It, it was all kind of well, we'll see. And it just it felt like it's been like that for a while. Yeah, yeah, and I hope. I hope they sign him to an offer sheet. Um, <laughs> and I know Uche, I mean, Udon's only signed through this year and next year. So I'm hoping, like, if he has another big season, I mean, he might price himself out of here. But I would I would like, like at least like to see Duggar stay and possibly Uche, too. Because I, I'm with you. I think I'm when it was gone after this year. All right. So are we ready for this, Polly? This yeah, you got to make it quick. Fred's got an itchy trigger for you. Yeah, let's <laughs> All right. The 1994 running backs edition of Name That Jersey. Okay. Number 44. Oof. John Stevens. 94? 94, number 44. No, 44. Marion Butts. But in 1994, number 44. I think Butts was 33, wasn't he? I'm going to go Marion Butts just because I have no idea. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it was Butts. Deuce Deuce gets a point. Okay. Good job, Deuce. Circle gets a square. 26. Corey Kroom. (laughs) <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Who? You didn't even finish the question. Leroy Thompson. Yes, sir. And the last one, and I'll cut out here because I know Fred's got the itchy trigger finger. Number 32. Devin McCourty. Tyra. No. Kevin uh, Turner. No, it's 34. 34. Yeah, sorry. No. Uh, 32 running back? 32. He was a fullback. I'll give you a hint. Leonard Floyd. I don't know. Andre Bowden. Oh. Andre Bowden would have never got that Never one. heard that name in my life. Nope. 
There you go. You wow. stumped Perillo. You get a t-shirt. Thanks, Patty. Stumped me twice. Yeah, I didn't get Marion Butts, and I didn't get whoever that last guy was. That's some July 4th hangover right there, Paul. Was he kind of saying, like, extend Judon? Was that... Was that what he was kind of hinting? No, at, like? he was saying Uche because Judon's going to be gone. Yeah, I would pay Uche too. I would. Pay, I mean, I just. I, I mean, to that, at the point, I feel like it's a little. Gen- that's a Judon's tougher. Age, that's a tougher like, one for me. But if you're because Uche, I mean, Judon's not going to be here forever. No, like you don't don't get married to your own players. Like it's not pull a Bruins. I think Uche is a better pass rusher than Judon. So I would pay Uche, but that's just me. Uh, let's go to Tim in Boston. What's up, Tim? Hey guys, how we doing? Good. All right, so I I feel like what I see the general sentiment of past fans is that we're less optimistic about Mac Jones being the guy now than we were after his rookie year. And looking at last year, I don't really see why that would be the case. Like, well, look what at what he dealt with. He didn't have an OC. He had no weapons. Receivers are running into each other, and I can't think of a quarterback other than. Patrick Mahomes, who could have made that offense. Well, but here's the thing. I I hear what you're saying, Tim, but if he really was the guy, he would have still, among all that stuff, well, at least Mac looks pretty good. And you couldn't say that. Like, he didn't run. Like, I'm not saying he should have, like, made the playoffs and, you know, had 5,000 yards passing, but you would have seen signs that Mac is better than this. And he was just along with it. You know, there weren't any signs of him rising above it or. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, I don't coming off a rookie that he that. went in the tank the last like six weeks of the season. Like to me, it was an extension of what was already happening. You know, among the I'm mess, we didn't, we weren't able to say, well, at least year. Max playing well. You know, I just think that you have to just the eye test of of what he's physically capable of is still a question mark like i i think mac jones can be a really good game manager like he was his rookie season i think we know that that he can be somebody that has a two to one touchdown interception ratio takes care of the football makes the offense tick you know to the efficiency that that the playmakers around it has the potential to tick but is he going to elevate the group? Is he going to make the the wow plays, the plays out of structure, the plays that he's not expected to just like hit the the seven yard slant? Like, is he going to be able to add his own dressing to it? And I I don't think we've seen that yet to say that he can do that. Can he be a really serviceable NFL starter and and carry a, a good team to ten eleven wins? Yeah, I, I think so. But can he really push the envelope to make them a Super Bowl contender? I mean, I just have to I, – I can't ignore the context of who he has to go against. And, I mean, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback in, in your division now. You have Josh Allen, who you've beaten once, you know, in a, recently in a, in a win game, and Tua, who you haven't beaten yet. So, you know, for as fine as Mac Jones can be, it's it can't just be fine. Like, he has to beat these guys yeah. this year. And, yeah. and I, I think this is another one of those things that more than one thing can be true. I think that they were set up to fail with yep. the, the structure of the offensive coaching staff last year. I think Tim is exactly right. I but I, I don't think that if you are a great quarterback that that means you're doomed to fail. Like, I think you overcome that if you have that kind of ability. Um, now, again, if I'm going to list the list of problems from last year, certainly Patricia being offensive coordinator is above Mac Jones. But yeah. Mac Jones is up there. He didn't play well. I just keep coming back to the same thing with Mac. Is Thanks, Tim. Is he going to be along for the ride, or is he going to be pulling yeah, the yeah, wagon, yeah. right? And if 
it's okay if he's along for the ride, but then your team building needs to reflect that the quarterback got to go get DeAndre Hopkins right. and Dalvin I, Cook. I, mean, <laughs> I just think there are so many examples of of people that you could come up with that, and I don't have a specific one off the top of my head right now, but like, uh, you know, these quarterbacks who have uh, a merry-go-round of offensive coordinators and they flame out of the league and you're like, oh, that guy stunk. He was overrated. You know, no one ever said, well, you know, what did Zach Wilson have for an offensive coordinator? Like, did anybody ever say that? No. And to me, if you were watching Zach Wilson play, Zach Wilson was part of the problem, a big part of it. Like, I don't think we do that for for here. I don't think we do that with Mac Jones. It was all Patricia. I think Patricia was a big part of it. I think Mac Jones was a big part of it, too. I don't think he played well. Yeah, and I, and I've, he was surrounded by kind of the same guys in minicamp, but it's just it looked kind of the same. I mean, it's just he is what he is, and, you know, until I see him get out there in a competitive situation and, you know, push that envelope a little bit where, all right, they're humming right now and he's kind of locked in. Like, you know, I, I, I agree with, you know, Tim's general point that there were times during that rookie season where, you know, specifically Cleveland – where you felt like he was locked in and, and cooking and, you know, and there were even some times last year, you know, they weren't a lot, but, you know, but I think Paul's point about the way that rookie season ended, getting your doors absolutely blown off in Buffalo, that that put a shadow over that whole and, season. And Evan, I, I, got, I have a question for you because you, yes. you said, you, you know, there's a possibility he could be a really good game manager. Yeah. But in today's NFL, is that good enough? If It is if you build up the roster around the quarterback. Well, who's the game manager that has gone to a Super Bowl or won it? Or Jim Garoppolo. Deep? As a game manager? I think what Jimmy was a couple years ago in San Francisco is – what you would expect Mac to look like when he has Debo Samuel and George Kittle and, you know, all these great offensive line play, great scheme, like everything is is great for him. And if he can be that, then I think with Belichick and with Bill O'Brien back and with all the the right coaches in place, that they could be a team that that makes some noise. But their team building does not reflect that. So you're saying a team – a game manager must have great players around. Yeah, them. yeah. And, and their team building is the, like they think that Devonte Parker and right. Kendrick Bourne and Juju Smith-Schuster is enough. So if you feel that way, then you must really believe in the quarterback because Brady could win with that. Like if Brady had these playmakers, they'd be the favorites to win the Super Bowl. We we all know that, but they don't they don't have him anymore. Like, he's not here anymore, and you can't run the team like you still have Tom Brady under center because you don't. So that's what has to give to me is you either need to decide that Mac is just kind of along for the ride, which means that we have to sign DeAndre Hopkins and we have to sign Dalvin Cook and we have to draft receivers every single year and try to really surround him with superstar talent, or you have to think that Mac is going to take the next step and be the guy that's doing the heavy lifting and I, I don't know what evidence we have yeah. to suggest that Mac is going to be the one that's going to be this MVP caliber guy. Speaking of Schuster has he been active on social media lately? I'm, uh, I'm not sure. Pretty Paul, quiet. I'm has lost been, on social Paul, media because of all this stuff. Have you been watching his TikTok? Have you been Paul? threading? Paul? Yeah, I don't do I don't do TikTok I'm just under, like, under the best <laughs> of circumstances. But I I like seriously this stuff yeah. that's going on with Twitter and threads and Ma- all these other Mastodon? things. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know where yeah. even to find. No, these but guys. I'm just wondering like like where is he? Where's Schuster? Where is he's a he, he's he's been posting. He's big on Instagram. Okay, all right. And TikTok, obviously. So you're sure it was him? 
He's no, not in hiding not. or anything. <laughs> okay. And by the way, you know, like the whole game manager thing, I like I, I agree with the boys here. Like there are always exceptions. And what what worries me about you know the, the, this particular case is usually when you have a young guy that you know you, when you can afford it, you go out and load it up. And then you can have a game manager. I mean, there'll be a game manager that that wins it all. I mean, right now it's been Brady, it's been Mahomes, you know, and it's been those guys in the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowls. But I, I I'm not going to be stunned if Brock Purdy is San Francisco's quarterback next year and the Niners go to the title. Like, I, it, will I be surprised? Yes, I will be surprised. But that's a roster certainly capable of going to the to, to the Super Bowl. They were one game away last year. I mean, I've seen more out of Tua as far as the game manager to believe that he would be the kind yeah, of guy and I'm, that could like, do again, that. Again, I'm not saying like that's what I think Mac Jones. So but I'm saying if Mac Jones turns into a really good game manager, I think Kirk Cousins is a game yeah. manager, and they haven't been able to win the game. Like that's my opinion of the ceiling for those guys. Is you could be a, a playoff team, but you're not going deep in the playoffs. But there's always the exception. In San Francisco right now, to me, is so lined is, up to be an exception. So is the, yeah. it's the definition of a game manager, any quarterback who's not elite but not bad? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good, not great. It's I mean, fine. What's wrong with fine. that? It's I just like I, like, I don't think that that is well, – I, I used to sort of think – like when Brady early in his career, people tagged him with the game manager thing, and I used to say all the time, what's wrong with that? This is a guy who almost never makes mistakes. He's gets the him in the right play. The difference between him and average Joe game manager was absolutely immense in the clutch. Yeah, and that and Brady had that from day one. Yep. But early on, yeah, he handed the ball off a lot. He relied on his defense a lot. They punted a lot, and then he made plays when he had to. You can win like that. But you you mentioned the the rookie contract for the quarterback, yeah. and I, yeah. they haven't done that. That's what I'm saying. That's what worries me. They haven't maximized the window. And we're sitting here on July, what's it, 6th? My dates are all messed up. July 6th. And they have $16 million in cap space right now to use right now. Why are you sitting on $16 million in cap space when you have 33 guys under contract for next year that aren't on rookie deals? So they have $100 million in cap space projected for next year. Why? Like, what are you saving the money for? That's That was my question earlier. and, And it's just... Kyle Duggar. They always much, say. Uh, I know this is a Miguel question. You guys might not know. <laughs> yeah. Miguel would have it right off the. What is the operating cost that you need? About six million. Yeah, six? I think Miguel usually says about six. But you can yeah. always, like we all know, you right. can always move the money around oh, in yeah. season yeah. to figure it yeah. out. You know, uh, uh, right. That's but a different thing altogether. Yeah, yeah. They always Just say, and when when Bill <laughs> went on the real cash spending answer that he gave a couple years ago that everybody Paul shows loves to play and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the main thing that he was trying to get across is that we spend to the cap. We don't necessarily hand out bonuses and stuff like that to, to go way over the cap, which is where the real cash comes in, but we spend to the cap every year. They are currently not spending to the cap. So you have this $16 million in cap space right now. If it goes to DeAndre Hopkins tomorrow, then like I'll, I'll, get off the soapbox but like for right now you have cap space this year you have cap space next year and you have a team that needs help so at some point you have to the cap space is great to talk about it's fun oh cool we have all this cap space next year you you need to fill it with players like if you're not filling it with players and that's why i said you know i would also pay uche because that's a good football player that's a a double digit sack guy i think in terms of like pure one-on-one pass rushing he's probably your best 
I'm going to beat the left tackle and I'm going to get to the quarterback guy on your roster. And you have all kinds of money. Yeah. So I, I don't know what – that's the part of it. The, the rookie contract thing really bugs me because they have not maximized that window. They have not gone out except one year, max rookie year in the 2021 free agency. They have not gone out and paid everybody else around the quarterback to make the team significantly better around the QB. They've stuck to their guns on their typical spending model of conservatism, really. And when you had Brady, it worked. I don't know if that team-building strategy works now. Well, I mean, and to say, like, they probably wouldn't, ever have had 16 million in cap space at this point when Brady was even under contract you right. know like like it's a, it, it's even worse right now for what Max I, I mean it I'll, ties into I'll that bet point. you they did yeah Th- there was probably years where they did but at the same time that flexibility was always used eventually mm-hmm. right so like the years that I I've been covering the team they had cap space in 19 and they gave it to Antonio Brown and Mohamed Sanu so they made moves in season now they didn't work out, but they made moves in season to use that surplus of cap space. So the rollover cap only matters if you're up against it next year, but they're not up against it next year. So saving the, the cap space to roll it over. So you're just, instead of a hundred million dollars in cap space, now you have 110. It, I, I don't think that that's really, but well, I, I think the rule, the CBA rules are, I think, I don't know if it's every three or four years you have to true up. Three years, yeah. You have to use it all up. You know, you can't hold on to it. Yeah, and so that's, you know, and then, I mean, it's a talking point right now, but it's like, do you want to be in the top cash spending team every single season? Like, I don't think that's that's good business. That was the other thing that he said, and that I think is accurate. Teams don't look at it in a a year-to-year basis when it comes to cash. They look at it in a three-year span. So because they spent all that money in 2021 – the 2022 and 2023 budgets go down to make up for the fact that they spent all that money in 21. So in in some respects, I understand what he was, he gets killed for it. Well, now. That's, what, that's what Bill was talking about. Right. The three yeah. years. Yeah. But I understand what he was saying from a budgeting standpoint for them, what they're doing, but I don't care about if they, I don't care if they, they spend 400 million, $500 million on the football team. Can you at least spend to the cap? Like, and it's not, it just, this is why, like, DeAndre Hopkins is sitting out there. Like, how is DeAndre Hopkins not a Patriot by now? Like, what, and if it's, if it's, Bacon, Bacon in his clam chowder. If it's Hopkins, then I can't blame them for the fact that Hopkins doesn't want to come here, right? (laughs) Like, I can't hold that against them. But if it's, Bacon. If it's money, (laughs) like, if it's, like, if it's a difference between a couple million on a contract, and then that's, that's not a good look. I told you. I also wonder if he's not getting blown away. I think he's just Fred said it early in the show. I think he's just content to wait it out and wait till camp is here and he doesn't want to like or camp is yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he'll wait all the way till camp yeah. is over, but I wouldn't be surprised if he waits till camp starts. Right. Like if he signs somewhere. next week and then he claims that he needs 2 weeks to get his body right to get yeah. up to speed and then all of I'd a sudden I'd be surprised. We <laughs> see him in joint practices in Green Bay for yeah. the first time. Like that's sort of like his hamstring. Yeah. Great. Okay. Why <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it shit? Uh, well, so, so, oh, so, all right, go ahead. Go to Will. He's been waiting. Will is in Arkansas. What's up, Will? Hey, Will. Hey, guys. Um, y'all were talking a little bit about um, quarterback talk and game managers, though. reason I'm calling, it's you know not so much a former game manager, but former gunslinger. Um, I didn't get to call in last week, but huge props to the team, Bill. Tom and all the others for the tributes for Ryan Mallett 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was a whole shock for the state and for me and other Patriot fans that are fans of the Razorbacks. You know, it was really a double whammy for us. Yeah, had Ryan, like, gone, does he do, had he been doing a lot in Arkansas? Like, does, had he gone back and done stuff after his college days? Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, after he got done playing with the Ravens, he went into coaching. He was an assistant coach um, at one high school. Last year was his first year as a head coach in another high school about 30 miles south of Little Rock. You know, there was, you know, there were people cheering him on and wishing him well. And then news happened last week with the drowning and, you know, his players assistants were just all heartbroken by the news yeah yeah you know just 35 years old and tough you know four years older than me you know i'm 31 now yeah 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 thanks for the call well and that's what the a lot of the patriots said that he uh, well i think maybe bill said it somewhere that he always wanted he always said he wanted to be a coach and that's exactly the path that he was on when you saw him at camp, was it, did his arm just jump off the field with how how what he had a cannon? he had a he had a good arm no but did not no. um, contrary to Mike Mayock's uh, <laughs> statement um, one year I, I he looked like a guy who had trouble first of all he had definite trouble changing speeds yeah and I think Josh um, mentioned that in one of the things that I read um, and his, he had accuracy issues but yeah he could throw I mean he could definitely quote unquote make all the throws. But unlike the guys that you say can't make all the throws, the ones he had trouble making were the quote unquote easier ones. It's like the, you know, the timing the map, routes yeah. in the backfield, uh, you know, the checkdowns, and he had trouble with those. He did. But, I mean, there was definite skill there. And by all accounts, a terrific kid that yep, yeah. did everything that was asked of him. Yeah. All right, uh, take a break. Paul's Foods here. We'll be right back after this. Finally, a phone plan that puts you in charge. Introducing the new My Plan from Verizon. Control what goes into your plan and what stays out of it. Get exactly what you want, only pay for what you need. Get My Plan at your Verizon store today. It's your Verizon. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Bass Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win... 
Think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Finally, a phone plan that puts you in charge. Introducing the new My Plan from Verizon. Control what goes into your plan and what stays out of it. Get exactly what you want, only pay for what you need. Get My Plan at your Verizon store today. It's your Verizon. 
Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Mia's Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great, but it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering and then whammo. Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible. No way. As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance. 
Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Finally, a phone plan that puts you in charge. Introducing the new My Plan from Verizon. Control what goes into your plan and what stays out of it. Get exactly what you want, only pay for what you need. Get My Plan at your Verizon store today. It's your Verizon. And now, great moments in history. Good lobster bisque is sex is like sex for your throat. I do remember saying that. I do remember saying that. I I, I don't. But that's even funnier than yeah. good lobster you love bisque is is like sex for your throat. There's oh, no- plus it was Dan. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't doubt Dan. Um, if you're looking for a good lobster bisque on the Cape, the Daniel Webster Inn sandwich has an excellent okay. lobster bisque. You have the the place down the Cape. Oh yeah, for everything. Well, if you haven't noticed, I eat out a lot because uh, I don't cook. But and my wife doesn't really particularly enjoy it either. So <laughs> we eat out a lot. But yeah, my wife and I eat out a lot too. Yeah. Um, I I I, 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 just, I enjoy the whole thing about eating out. I do. You know, I like the sitting down, getting a drink, placing the order. I, I just you enjoy know what that. I really like when yeah. on like a like a Saturday night, especially in the summer, if it's nice out, you get to a place on the water, and your table's not ready, and you go to the bar and have you know maybe a couple of drinks while you're yeah. waiting for your table. Yeah, and that that to me is like. See, I this don't. Cu- this a couple hours. See, I that's don't perfect like that. for me. That's I don't like that. I don't like having to be in a place where I know I'm going to have to move as soon as they call my name. I like to just be where I'm going to be and settle in. You fat bastard! No, it's not about laziness. I don't want to move. That's another great moment from. All right, welcome back to Patriots Unfiltered. Eight five five past five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots.com is the email address. It's Deuce. It's Evan. It's Paul. It's myself. Here on a lazy Thursday afternoon, dog days of the NFL. It's it's been dog days, you know. Other than you know the the early stuff with Hopkins uh, that happened, you know, it's been pretty quiet. The extensions yeah. were nice last week. Gave us something to yeah, talk about. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I well, I got away from it from a couple of weeks, but I'm feeling pretty excited. Oh, about I guess Jack Tampa, Jones so. too. I can't forget uh, that. Yeah. that was, was was there any more any more scuttlebutt about that? Because I kept seeing people say that there no. might be, but I, 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 I this is not the time for me to go on this yeah, rant. No, but like, stop believing everything that you read on Twitter. Like, please, like the, some random Twitter Mastodon account that, that claims that he writes for the Athletic, and then like people are like, oh, like where did you read this? And he shares a link that doesn't go to anywhere. It's like, can we just? Have a little bit of, of effort to, to figure out if this person is actually a real. So what did that faux person say? I didn't, that the I'm charges against Jack Jones had been dropped. <laughs> <laughs> and I got I had real life people DMing me on Twitter asking me <laughs> if that was accurate. 
Yeah. Well, I had I took four plane flights, and every single time we were going through security, my kids would look at like the "Don't bring loaded guns in." They'd be like, "Dad, look!" Yeah. <laughs> like, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, Johnson in Porter Lake, Porter's Lake, Nova Scotia. I was listening to one of Paul's shows <laughs> when they mentioned the Jim Irsay collection coming to Boston. I'm not sure the new staffers would have as much insight as Paul and Fred. Are you able to share any cool collectibles that you've seen or heard about Robert Kraft having? Yeah, uh, Jim Irsay has an unbelievable collection of guitars? not just guitars, yeah. but other stuff, too. Really? You know, like stuff from movies. and like He's a collector. He's a yeah. true collector. Spends a lot of money. He's got a bunch of money. And yeah. Um, and Robert, I don't know if it's um, stuff he's collected, but stuff he's been given. That, he, that car he's got, that yeah, blue one. Well, that Bentley. That but he's got some cool stuff that's been given to him as gifts. Um, and I, none of them I can remember right now. But I just <laughs> know that he's got a lot of a lot of cool stuff over the years that have, has been given to him. Yeah. You got any cool stuff, Paul? No, he was asking if Fred and I m- might know things that Robert has. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Um, I, just, I just let Fred answer that because I would not be privy to that the way Fred is. You don't Nobody's have any collectors? G- no one ever gave you a Bentley or anything, Paul? I always liked Chancey Stuck. You remember him? <laughs> yeah, he's actually the uh, Baylor wide receiver coach, Coach Taekwon Thornton. Ah, Bring it all together. John C. Stuckey. I always liked him. He's like um, yeah, I, d- I don't know what uh, cool. He's like your Kiki Kuti guys. Those, those oh, he's a lot better than Kiki What's Kuti. the coolest thing that you own, like, of that ilk, Deuce? Oh. I don't have anything that's cool. I gotta think you got your rings. I got to think well, for a second. I, I suppose you're right. Yeah. Um, Some people might. Find I mean, I cool. do. I really my uh, like a, my grandfather's scrapbooks are pretty cool. Okay. I, mean, I know that that's yeah. not like a, a fancy thing, but there's a lot of really cool history in those and stuff. So that's that's one. I found a random like bullet musket in like a sand pit growing up, and I always thought that was kind of cool. I mean, I'm I'm, th- I'm talking like you know average people things. Yeah. <laughs> like I found an artifact in a sand pit once, and I collected it. Um, but eh, not a lot. I mean, I got some some old family stuff. But that's about yeah. it. Nothing what about you, Evan? I, I imagine you have some cool things. Yeah, I have a lot of sports memorabilia stuff. I w- was really into that as as a kid. So for like presents, like for birthdays and stuff like that, I would I would ask for a lot of that kind of stuff. My my grandfather has you know that he passed down to me when he passed away a, a autographed Joe DiMaggio picture that's Whoa. like one in a thousand or something like oh, that. Yeah. Um. So that one is worth like a little bit of something not like millions of dollars but like you know yeah. maybe a thousand or something like that probably more than that to a real collector yeah, yeah so that's worth a little something um and then i have uh some things that were gifted to me like um i have a game uh used ba- david ortiz and manny ramirez bat like the actor actual bat that they they use in the game and you know stuff like like kind of stuff like that but the dimaggio thing is the is the rarest thing yeah. in the I, house. I know somebody who has a J.C. Jackson game ball. Oh. Tease. <laughs> Tease. <Yeah. laughs> yeah, I have a Gil Hodges autograph I got when I was like six years old that I can't find right now. Who's that Gil Hodges? He was the manager of the Mets. Oh. Yeah. Uh, came, a, he came into my father's a, uh, hardware store when I was like six. A football autographed by our Steve Grogan. Yeah, that uh, my dad won at an auction. Everybody's got a Bobby Orr autograph, right? Like you're just no, issued those when you're born here in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, have his book, and it, he he signed it. I my got my, I my got mother-in-law got it, got it for me. <laughs> that was that was Christmas the VIP morning, package when you were born. Do you have your Hall of Fame ring still from BU? No, got rid of it. Just the bust. They did a bust of him. Huh? What do you have from that? 
certificate. It's, like little, it's right uh, next to his game. Like a little plaque. <laughs> you got a plaque? I, I do not have it with my gambling <laughs> cer- uh, certification. Hall of Fame. Took a test in yeah. 2020. So th- it's funny because the, the listeners might find that kind of interesting. You know, I, I always sort of make that comment like, oh, I have my – I took the course that we had that everybody's required to take. And yeah. that's kind of gotten into the news lately. Right. About oh, yeah. All these players getting caught. Yeah. Um, and, and Jonathan – was it Jonathan Jones that said, you know, yeah. we put our body in the line but what we are can't – One of the like, dumbest like things Like someone needs seen. to sit him down yeah. and yeah. explain to him all the bad things that can happen. Like if, maybe on the week that you don't bet on your team? Exactly. Like what or, that indicates? Or if you get in the hole a uh, lot and you start chasing and then, it, you know, someone makes you an offer. You know, like. And that, you know. What, that Florio is like, he makes a good point. Right. Oh, yeah. Just okay. not a good point. Terry Bradshaw? Florio's so been on. <laughs> Gloria's yeah. been on one. Yeah. yeah. Decided to dig up like an old Bill quote. For, you know. It was from uh, the owners' meetings. Is a is a Mr. Kraft quote about yeah. cash spending from the owners' meetings that he then somehow resurfaces three months. Even Bedard quote tweeted it and was like, "This was three months old." Yeah. Like I don't know why. Yeah. It's think about it this way. Like, what if you were a parent? He's like, you know, I'm going to start betting on my kids' grades in school. Oh. You know, like. There's a lot of motivation there to, like, do things that you shouldn't be doing, you know? It's such a weird – I mean, we, we don't have to get into it, but, I mean, the amount of money that pumped in this league by those, but – So, yeah, I didn't mean to get off on that tangent, but, you know, I talk about – oh, yeah, I print out those certificates just in case they check. I have them. <laughs> yeah. Don't you need you, it. You're don't glad you, don't you know I needed it because they said that I didn't complete – it wasn't gambling specific. Uh, it was uh, part of the rest of the, the training, but yeah. I had to – Certificate to show them, and I was like, right here. Like, yeah. Do you take something, it out of the frame? To something show must or? have happened. Yeah, <laughs> must have been a glitch in the system. But yeah, yep. it, I mean, like I said, somebody needs to sit Jonathan Jones th- down and explain to him why you can't do it. You just can't. It's yeah. not a matter of principle or unfairness. It's just not good. And I, and I would just say, like, if things go incredibly well and exceed all of your expectations, you're gonna have a ten year career. Yeah, you can't wait ten years to bet. Right, right. Need the juice. And if you truly can't wait, then you have a problem, and that's that's not good. And you can bet on other teams, other sports outside of the building, right? Well, yeah. that's a weird part to me about the rule. So they can't bet on NFL games, which is obvious, but they can bet on NBA games as long as they're outside the facility. But like. A lot of, I mean, we saw, we were talking about that Michael Rubin fanatics party. Like, a lot of these people run in, in similar circles, right? So, like, if they're thinking of betting on an NBA game and, like, somebody on the Patriots texts Jason Tatum and is like, hey, like, are you How's playing tonight? Yeah, like, right. or what's going on? Yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't understand how that's, like, inside info. Really any different. Yeah. That's probably I, why we can't. I can't, be- I thing, can't right? believe that they're the allowed Patriots. to bet on those sports. But yeah. I, yeah. I also would say, uh, in the players' uh, defense, that's where I would go with the Jonathan Jones side. Like, so you lose six games because you put that bet in in the parking lot instead of waiting till you got on Route 1. Like, that doesn't seem yeah. right to me. That's Jamison Williams. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. About Hop- signing Hopkins, L from Wisconsin says, Mike is totally right. The team needs a guy like Hopkins. However, that's been the case since like 2019, and the team has really shown no interest in adding someone there. I don't know if they'll sign Hopkins, but the fact that he isn't here means to me that they didn't prioritize going out and getting him. I think they're fully okay letting him go 
if a place like Tennessee is willing to go over Bill's wide receiver value. Now, we can't forget two years ago when they had that spending spree. I mean, you know, the guys didn't or haven't worked out yet, yep. but they but they signed. They spent a lot of money on Aguilar and, and Aguilar and Parker last year. You know, so it's they have signed wide receivers and spent not the right big yeah. money doing it. It's yeah. not know? big money though. Like yeah. they've signed wide receivers at a certain level of wide receiver spending. Right. Like, but, but two years ago, they they bought the best guys on the market. Right. Well, I don't think debatable. That. I'm talking about free agent, not I don't trades think, or anything like that. I mean, you're talking about Aguilar and Bourne. Yeah. No, I don't think so. At, who was better at the time that was available? Corey Davis was the best wide receiver available in that class. He was to, the one that popped in my mind. Okay. To the the masses, but I, the main point I was making wasn't the cert. Nelson Aguilar got a two year, twenty two million dollar deal. Next year, Tyree Kill is going to get thirty million for one year. Right, so they're, it's not top of the market money that they've spent. They've spent in the same the same bracket that they always spend in, which is this middle tier, six to eleven million. Which dollars. I always complain about because they paid a lot of money for Nelson Aguilar. That was a lot. Like to me, that was a lot of money for him. Yeah, I would rather spend twice that on someone I think is worth it. Yeah, rather than a complimentary piece. That's where I always get frustrated. With like, that's why I always push back at the people who say they're cheap. I don't think they're cheap. I think they spend their money in a way that I wouldn't. They, they're so hell-bent on their roster construction yeah. mm-hmm. that they won't deviate from it. They, won't, they don't want like, – there's a reason why people like Adam Schefter make those comments about Juju Smith-Schuster as the highest-paid wide receiver on the roster because they're trying to establish what the hierarchy is. And no one can make more than X. And I think that's a – I don't want four guys making X. I want two guys making X and two guys making way above that. X times three, whatever that happens to be. Uh, speaking of Fresno, on the issue Mike and Evan mentioned earlier that the Patriots have oodles of cap space in the coming years owing to not paying for big-time talent, I kind of have this belief that Bill thinks – the team's history of outrageous success is rooted mostly in the strong middle class he's built, more than it was based on Perfect the superhuman. Perfect timing for my rant. Mm-hmm. More than it was based on the superhuman spackle that was Tom Brady. I don't think Bill sees it any differently, even to this day, and that's a big reason the offensive roster is what it currently is. I see that aspect of the GM's team building strategy as the albatross in the room, quietly weighing the team down. Am I exaggerating the issue? Well, I would just bring up the draft because I think, you know, that's a way to get around all this. And, you know, and sure, we'd all you know be happy to welcome uh, DeAndre Hopkins here for, you know, whatever. I mean, at this point with the cap space that they have. But I just think the real the real answer is not about the lack of going out and spending a bunch of money on a free agent. It's, the, it's not drafting guys that you can develop. And we all know the list of guys that they passed up to take other different receivers and yada, yada, yada. But that, I think that, to me, is where the biggest problem is. I mean, it'd be a good problem to have to be looking at Debo Samuel and be saying, let's give him the contract. He's, we drafted him. We developed him. Go for the moon to pay him. And, and it's, just, it's hard to imagine that, say, Nikhil Harry was a superstar, that Nikhil Harry would still be here. You know, like, like they would probably ride him for all he was worth. That's my biggest problem. Walk. If Tyquan Thornton rips it up the next three, next three years, you think they're re-signing him? Right. I don't Top of the market? I don't think they're re-signing anybody. Like, who do you – like, I mean, we like, Duggar, absolutely. 
But after that, love and, you that know, email. The next one, it's it's that it's you got all this money and no one to spend it on. It feels like unless you do another twenty twenty one. And to Fred's point, it's it's risky. Not all those guys are going to work out. A couple probably will, but not all of them. But it's such a good point about their their draft strategy is in the short term they don't really draft receivers high. Like Tyquan Thornton drafts gets drafted 50th overall and then they don't draft a receiver this year until the sixth round because they they don't want to spend at the top of the draft in terms of draft capital again on that position but then they also probably won't spend on on Tyquan Thornton in four years if he ends up being a good player so it's like you have to have one you got you got to at some point you gotta you gotta pony up some somewhere either with a first round draft pick or with money like there has to be something going to that position to move the needle it, it, especially in today's NFL. Uh, Willem and Philem on the Ace Ticket Hotline. What's up, William? Hey, what's going on, Fred? How you doing? All right. Uh, is there interference or anything uh, on no. your podcast, Jason? No. And there's not even any beeping okay. today. It's amazing. We okay. had a little bit uh, of a... Well, I don't know. Are you, are you hearing something? At the very beginning end? of the show, we had a little bit of an yeah. audio issue, yeah. but that was cleared up well, when, uh, immediately. When y'all, when y'all talk and whatnot, it just seems like it's just a little bit of interference and then everything clears up after that. It's just, oh, okay. I, don't, I don't know. Okay. But other than that, um, my, my question, I got a question for Evan. So, Evan, um, how much did we give Antonio Brown? Well, how much did, I'm sorry, how much did Bill Belichick give Antonio Brown? That was a nice contract that they gave Antonio Brown. I, I thought it was $9 million. Yeah, I can't remember it off the top of okay. my head, but it was, it was a decent oh. amount of money. Okay, so with that and also with Paul saying they overpaid for Nelson Aguilar, Sean Hopkins, he's sitting there. I mean, I don't. I, I I'm just like you, Evan. I don't understand. You got you sitting on 16 mil, million. Why I don't understand why you ain't signing. What are you waiting for? Because if he gets picked up, you that's it. Well, I, <laughs> that's it. Am I right? Mr. Am I right in saying that the, there there is an offer out there? I would assume right. that. I do not know that. So if he agreed to the offer today, they'd sign him. But obviously the offer's not big enough where yeah. he's, he's going to say, all right, he's going to jump What at you're it. saying makes sense. I do not know that yeah. for 100% fact. Yeah, it's not like – I think they would sign him if he would take the offer. But right now the offer isn't enough for, to make him move right, right but away. But I think people like Mike and Evan are – of the mindset, like make the offer that you know he'll take. Well, that's it. Yeah, like yeah. you need this guy. But yeah. if you know that he's his thinking is I'm going to wait till camp. Do you still make the offer now and let him sit on it, or do you hold back on the yeah. offer until you know he wants yeah. it when he's I'll, ready? I, I, and then want to tell you what the Red Sox would do, mm. <laughs> and the Patriots have done in the past. Like, do the why do we want to do what the Red Sox do? <laughs> oh, and the and the Patriots have done in the past with a couple of guys. Uh, yesterday's offer ain't today's yeah. offer. Yeah. So you want to wait till training camp? Yeah, maybe it's. We'll same, see what maybe happens. It's lower. Yeah, I just sure. I never would have let him, let him leave the building. Quite honestly, so true, true. It, it, just uh, just one, just one more question, real uh, real fast, and then I'm out your way. Uh, to Deuce, too. Yeah. You always say the draft. I, I agree with you, Deuce. I really do. Okay, it's just look at look at their history though of drafting receivers. Oh, yeah. I, I don't understand. Yeah. I swear, this is the only team. That can just you like f it up when it comes to a receiver. I don't understand why y'all can't identify talent. It's like it's like it's kryptonite to the Patriots for some reason. I don't I don't know. I know it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's weird, true and, because that's what that's one of the only positions that these young guys leave here and they don't do anything anywhere else. There's a lot of positions that they draft. Um, you know, 
whether they're mid-round picks, late-round picks, you know, you, you see some promise. You, you know, guys catch on elsewhere. They receive, like, who, like right. Taylor Price, Nikhil Harry. Aaron Dobson. Aaron Dobson. Um, mm-hmm. Brandon Tate. Like these guys, with, with, with Josh like, Boyce, really don't like, Josh Boyce. Oh, who, and I, it, I Fred, you like Boyce. I liked Boyce. Yeah, I did. I like Boyce. Um, <laughs> but I, none of those guys thanks, ever Willow. went somewhere else. So it's not even right. like you could say, well, it's a development problem. Yeah, like they're yeah. not developing yeah. the receivers. No, they're picking the wrong ones. I, they're not doing anything anywhere else either. And it's funny, like not to like put too much, but I mean, you know, I. I, I followed the draft when I was Patriots blogger boy and pom pom wear and doing all that stuff. And Thanks even then, it was like Aaron Dawson, like Nikhil Harry, like like even that guy, that blogger. It, it, like it was, it was a well, head scratcher. Th- it's it was just hard over the years. About. It's just been too much going it's against the grain. Yeah. Jermaine yeah. Cunningham yeah. and things like that. It's just overthinking it. Yeah, you know. And it's like if you're gonna, I don't know. I there, there's just been so many. You can go back and rewrite it and, you know, say they could have had this, they could have had that. But, like, it just – it doesn't seem that hard to look at A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel and say these guys pit exactly the kind of – what they tell us they want, tough, versatile uh, players that don't, are quick. Don't, and, don't get me started about Debo you know, Samuel. I mean, it, it, it's not hard. And, I mean, even, you know, the guys who should be like, I love every pick, we're like, really? Like, that doesn't seem like your kind of guy. Like, that doesn't seem – I just – there's been so many of those, like like you said. I mean, on both sides of the ball, but but specifically to receiver, it's hard to remember the last time they drafted a wide receiver that you were like, oh, this guy's going to be good. This is what they need. Like even Thornton, you're like, okay, that doesn't really seem like their kind of guy, though. He's when tall they drafted, and skinny. Like, when they drafted Thornton, I – I was like, so he ran a four two eight, and you drafted him in the second round. <laughs> like, the, <laughs> Evan needed therapy because his because his film was not. I mean, he had good stats at Baylor his last year there. I think he almost put up like a thousand yards in their offense and was a productive player. But he was a productive player because he ran away from everybody at the college level, right? It's this wide open game, and he runs this four two eight. It's just basically like running a hundred meter, and he's yeah. and he's the fastest guy on the field. But he his route running was raw in college, like his ability to to really break down and get open at the top of the route and do all those types of things was was a developmental project to begin with. And then you add on top of their their failures in the draft at that position. You're like, so you drafted a developmental receiver, which you can't develop. So. Like, forget about, like, you know, I know everybody, George Pickens is, like, the one that everybody's like, well, why didn't they draft George Pickens? But there was also guys, you know, like Alec Pierce, who's had a decent rookie season with Indianapolis. Like, these were guys were finished. Fred's guy. Fred liked like, they were, like, finished, more finished products coming in, you know, and they, they had some more polish to them and some more experience. And it was, like, if you can't develop the position, then you at least go for the high floor guy. Like, can you at least just get a guy that can play right. And and like, forget about trying to chase the four, two, eight speedster ceiling type players. And, but I will say like, to be fair to them, there's also like a little bit of a chicken or the egg situation with the draft of that. They don't really use very many high picks on receivers. So, you know, it's the draft as we know is, is that's why Nikhil Harry was such a bust. I mean, they finally did, and they picked the wrong one. You right. know, I mean, I think yeah. Sorry, but even him is thir- just thirty second overall. Like, it's not like they drafted no. him in the top ten, right? No, I know. So, yeah. And, and my point is, is, is you know that they don't. You have to be fair in the fact that they're near the bottom of the league in like first round picks, top fifty picks, top one hundred picks used at that position. They just don't value it. They just don't value it. And, and 
we might all we value it a ton or i value it a ton and maybe like they're right and i'm wrong about it but they i I just look at the rest of the league like i look at what the other teams are doing and and what the other teams value and what they see and at the receiver position and and they are all skewing towards throwing every single asset at possible draft picks money whatever uh, to get those guys in the building and the patriots just don't they just don't see it as a as an important like investment uh dan in virginia and michigan uh to uh, hark back to an old pfw argument given the definition you've just given of a game manager quarterback compare and contrast the relative skill levels of a game manager quarterback and a journeyman quarterback the journeyman's on a lot of teams yeah, journeymen yeah. aren't – to usually, me, they're not as good. They're usually game managers who just can't really right. secure a starting job. They're and not good Andy enough Dalton to stay. is both a game manager <laughs> and a journeyman. Perfect. Right. Perfect. And, I mean, and Jimmy Garoppolo is slowly becoming a game manager and a journeyman. Like, you know, it's third team now. I don't know. Yeah, but he, he never played for the Patriots, so, like, that one doesn't really count. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But, like, yeah. Like, I think once you start bouncing around from team to team – but those are the guys, right? I mean, that's what you want in a backup quarterback. You want a guy who's smart, who's not going to come in and, and throw terrible, you know, picks and make bad decisions, and is just going to, you know, keep things steady for a little while. Yeah, like, like Brian Hoyer, he's a journeyman, if there ever was one. Right, but not a game manager. No, because he doesn't play. He doesn't. <laughs> he man- didn't manage. That doesn't Kansas manage City the game games very well. well. <laughs> yeah, game managers don't throw picks. But that's kind of what you thought. I mean, that's when you when you know they kept bringing him back. You're like, well, he knows the system, and he'll come in, and he's not going to you know to g- g- go crazy and lose his mind out there. And I mean, he went crazy and lost his mind. But uh, let's see, Ricardo from Italy. He did. Uh, big fan of the show. After the Jawan Bentley extension, what do you think of his future as a Patriot, and what are you are your expectations in the coming season for him? He'll keep signing two-year incentive-lative deals until he retires. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's. I think he's a good. I think signing. his role yeah. will stay exactly as I, it's been. I just. I would say Jawan Bentley can play on my team anytime. Like that guy, the way, the way he talks, the way he plays, the way he prepares. I mean, he just he does everything right. And I, I like I said at the top, I just I'm surprised that I think it would have been more impactful to me if they had signed him to a four-year deal two years ago than two two-year deals back-to-back where it just seems like they're kind of kicking the can down the road it just signals this is a guy we love we want him here for the long term when when paul constructs his team bentley's on it yeah because he's a good guy yeah yeah me yeah solid guy plus he can play like i don't just want good guys that can't play i think he fills a role he's tough he's hard-nosed and i mean i i think like this kind of goes to to what evan was saying too is like i just i think they really value for right or wrong, they value toughness. Like that's like the element that we want to beat teams up. We want to draft Nikhil Harry. He's a big guy. He's going to be a tough physical matchup. I don't think that they value speed and explosiveness as, as much as we want to physically manhandle teams. And I don't know if that's a direct kind of correlation to the league evolving into smaller, faster guys, and we want to be the big beast. But I still think it's 2004. Yeah, right. Well, and I mean, and even a team like Tennessee that I feel like has executed that, has actually executed that game plan where they've had a big, you know, tough team with good lines and, you know, but they have A.J. Brown and they have Derrick Henry who gives their whole team that per- personality. I feel like the Patriots kind of flirt with it. Like, yes, they have some big guys who are tough, but I don't feel like they're overwhelmingly tough that they can just, I mean, against the bad teams, it sure works. It seems like that philosophy is great when you're playing a team that you know is sub half of the of the of the of the league you know usually they're able to have their way with those teams maybe not necessarily you know physically overwhelming them but i just that's it seems like that's what they're invested in is is is, is toughness and 
that kind of guy. They just they, their system defensively needs the type of player that Jawan Benley is at the at the middle linebacker position because they play a d- so much odd front where the B gap bubble, like the the area over the guard, is uncovered. So the guard is free, right? So he can he can combo, he can pull, and there's nobody's in the in the gap over him to threaten. So that means that that guard is now always going up to the second level of the defense. So if you can't have if you don't have a 250 pound sledgehammer that can take on the guard, then you're getting bowling pins, yeah. right? Or you're just getting run over all the time. So if they don't have that player, and he is one of the best space compressors in the league, like just press the block hold the gap and play fundamentally sound in that role that there is. I, I, he's, I understand, like I said earlier, that he's not the sideline to sideline guy. He's not going to chase down Josh Allen. He's not going to you know, drop 20 yards into coverage and make a play on the football. But for what they really need him to do, uh, that allows them to be you know multiple with the safeties. That allows them to play an Adrian Phillips at, at the second level at 220 pounds is because they have a guy like Benley who's essentially like in most cases like a fifth defensive lineman mm-hmm. in really in reality and, and that's that's an important role in their defense. So I, I think Jawan Benley personally I, I you know, Mayo said it last year that he thinks that he's one of the more underrated linebackers in, in the league and I, I really think he is. Uh, Kyle and Pembroke, including last season and Jack Jones, there's been a lot of negativity surrounding the team. However, I'm wondering what positives you guys see and what gives you hope about the team. For me, I'm happy with the past couple of draft classes, and I can't wait to see how they impact the team now that we have quality coaches. Yeah. Gonzalez, uh, you know, Keon White, very curious about Keon White, how how he turns out. Um, the young guys. I mean, that's that's what it is. I go back to the draft. How are these young guys progressing? Are they going to take the next step? I, I just that's the only way I really see out of the doldrums of the AFC East is to you know develop these draft picks and really have them become elite players that they will then hopefully resign. Yeah. If you're not excited about your draft class before they play. Yeah. No, I, like, I, yeah, I agree with everything Mike just said, but I haven't seen they haven't played a game yeah. yet. Listen, I'm excited about the defense. I think there's some pieces there if they can play cohesively i think they've got something going and then i'm excited to just see what bill o'brien yeah. does with the offense yeah. and how it improves if it improves you know um like i i'm excited for the season i'm not like oh you know they're not gonna make the playoffs Take your see again i would let's say see like, what happens yeah. i'm sorry but like you're three weeks ahead of training camp i think yesterday was through the three-week mark if you're not excited now yeah like i don't know like are you alive? Do yeah, you no, care I'm, about football? Yeah, like no, like people like some people are like dreading it. You know, like oh, we're <laughs> well, not I, be I mean, good. that's a different <laughs> thing. That's work. Okay, so <laughs> but in terms of the season, I don't know how you can. No, but if you're like, an NFL fan, I don't know how you cannot be excited in all 32 but, cities right now. But why now. dread it? Like okay, so if what if they're not good? Is is it going to really kill you? Oh, is is it you know catch the ball, kid? I I just just. Have a good time with it. It's sports. Yeah, I I totally have the itch. Yeah, uh, I'm too. I'm going crazy yeah. over here. Oh, I'm glad my vacation's over with now, oh. and it's going to be just a slow burn and, and, and to get into it. But I I mean I I think to Fred's point too. It's 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 really just what is what does this offense look like now? Like you know we, I and you know one of the callers said last year was was really rough on Mac and. You know, and I agree, and I want to see, all right, what, what's it look like now? He's got an offensive coordinator. It seems like they all know what they're doing. They're all on the same page right now. So 
now they have to execute. And, you know, it's you're going to get some good joint practices against a couple, you know, interesting teams, especially Green Bay. They got, you know, good defense. They're going to – I mean, both those teams got good defenses, yeah. real good front. So, you know, we're going to get a good sense in the, in the summer of, of what's go- what's cooking on offense. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see Bill O'Brien. Like, that's – to me, that's the one – and I, I think, you know, just – Listening to him talk and and watching you know his film and from his past stops and things like that, like you just can see the 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 brain, right? Like you see that this is like a real offensive guru. Like this is a guy that understands like, offensive. Like football. what if like you know you come out of the gate and after week three you're like wow, Cole Strange, it's clicking now. Yeah, I mean that's great. You know, second year that's guy. That's not gonna do it for me. <laughs> no, but no. like, but at least you're like, okay, they picked this guy in the first round, and, and he's going to be a good player. I well, just, everybody you know? thought he was good last year, so <laughs> it proves my point about first round offensive linemen. They can just basically exist <laughs> and <laughs> not bust. He got benched three times, but sorry. As long as they I'm exist through the season, they're not a bust. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian and Pawtucket, speaking of game managers and journeymen, Ryan Fitzpatrick was the rare journeyman that was definitely not a game manager. That's a good point. Yeah, he was kind of Gunslinger. a boomer bust. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to go back to because these are kinds of things. I'm so, I know I that no one cares, but I love these things. Just because you're a journeyman doesn't make you a game manager. <laughs> now, they're not mutually exclusive. You can be a game manager and a journeyman. And I would say if Kirk Cousins goes to a third team, journeyman. he's right there for both, right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, no one would ever call no, Ryan a good, Fitzpatrick yeah, a, good, a game manager. That's a good example. But he's been on more teams than anybody. He's definitely a journeyman. Yeah, all three AFC East teams. He's Brett Favre's worst marketing. <laughs> uh, Brendan and Clinton, um, question for Evan. Do you know how many games under 500 Ryan Fitzpatrick is for a season? Worst I mean, for his career. That's my point. <laughs> and you think that's Brett Favre? How many losing seasons <laughs> did Brett Favre have? I'm One? Just, I'm just messing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I like the line, though. I might steal it. <laughs> He's Brett Favre with worst marketing. <laughs> I might steal that. Uh, question for Evan. You stated, by the way, was... Um, he interrupted himself. Ryan Fitzpatrick at Wimbledon the other day. I think I, I don't saw know, but him. Megan O'Brien, Megan was. O'Brien was. I know. I think I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick. You mean there. Megan Moran? Yeah. Correct. M-O-B, Megan Connolly. Um, you it's stated the Connelly Parker now? extension yes. makes it less likely to sign Hopkins. If that's true, then who in your eyes has filled Aguilar's spot? I feel the opposite. I think the I Parker signing that. helps the Hopkins signing. It does neither. Yeah, it's I never irrelevant said that. Toward the I just said that. I don't know where that's coming from, honestly, so I can't. Yeah, we never uh, broached that topic last week that it had really much of a bearing either way. Yeah. Uh, and last, irrelevant. can Eldridge stop calling with basically the same comments on every call? Bill can coach, but he can't GM. If he's so bad at GM, explain why he's the only GM to get the team to 10 Super Bowls with six wins in 20 years. The Colts couldn't Brady. do it with Peyton, Thomas, so don't claim all Edward, the successes because of Brady. Tom Brady. He's the most successful coach and GM in this era of the league, and you think he sucks? Most teams would kill to get to one Super Bowl in 10 years. We get it, and you don't like Bill as a GM. As a regular caller, why not bring something new to the table? Poor Elgin. Caller on caller. <laughs> Poor Elgin. Yeah. I, would just, I would just argue if Bill Belichick was as equally adept as a coach as he is as a GM, he would not have gone to 10 Super Bowls even with Tom Brady. I'm trying to put that together. What? What? If he was the same <laughs> level of coach as he is a GM, oh, he would oh, not have gone to 10 you. Super I Bowls. You. I got you. He would have gone to more. I got you. No. No. No less. He's he saying he would bad. be a bad coach. He would have been bad. Oh, I see. Correct. I was thinking right, right. it the other way right. around. Reverse so. it. Yeah, you got it. I got it. I took me. I had to do no, the I, I, Charlie Day diagram. I, honestly, you know, we talked about, like, 
being a head, you know, being the CEO in the NFL, meaning a head coach with all the power. And to me, that's one of Bill's things that I'm I'm most impressed about is the fact that he is the head coach, he is the GM, he controls everything, and he's been able to keep it together for as long as he has. That's to me. That's his. That's a huge accomplishment. Besides the winning, yeah. Um, that's not easy to do. To 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 be in control of the whole thing, and and it and it doesn't spin out of control like in many other teams. You know, with the with the internal squabbles and the entitlement that comes with winning, and and players wanting more money, and and all that, which which happens on every team. And he's been in. You know. It, has it happened here? Here, yes, but he's controlled it. And to me, that's huge that he's been able to do that. He has built because I, I take as, as many shots at Bill, the GM, as anybody, including Eldred. But he has built a ridiculously stable program, right? Like the program, like just talking about and it. I give Kraft credit with, for that too. Yeah, um, but so, like Brady, get any of that credit? No, absolutely, of course, Brady does. Years. But you know, like like the callers. Like the um, emailer said, you know, the Colts had Peyton Manning, and they didn't and, win six Super Bowls. And but they won. Every, but they did the same thing. They, they were consistently a Super Bowl contender every year. Yeah, from Brady's second. I mean, Manning's second year on. Yeah, they did the same thing. I, I just the Patriots were better. That's why they didn't win six Super Bowls. But you know, maybe if Belichick was with Manning, then they would have been. I don't know. But I I give Belichick all the credit in the world for managing the team and constructing like Evan said uh, uh you know That's fine. A, an or you know I give Brady a that system credit. that is just it's endured over 20 years and so. you know when you can vouch for me on this I've changed on this I was with Fred yeah I was with Fred 10 years ago but bo- can't both things be true though right. yep because yep. I think that with Brady Brady made the system excel to the level that it excelled at and this is my biggest current gripe with Bill is that he's still operating the ship like he has Brady and he doesn't have Brady but come to find out he wasn't operating the ship in any particular way because he had Brady that's the way he operated the ship right and it happened to be it happened to work in my opinion again I'm revisionist history I was wrong on this I've changed my mind on this I think it worked because Brady was just that good right but that's sort of my point is that when you have a, a quarterback at Brady's level, you can make these little decisions below him, and you can these guys are become sort of interchangeable, right? Like everybody else sort of just becomes interchangeable, and they're they're in the right order, and like you can make a roster out of the middle class because Brady's going to take a really good 1 through 53 middle right. class roster and win 12 13 games with it. And that's what he did. When you interchange with the wrong replacement, it didn't matter cuz he overcame it. In my in my opinion, you're seeing him interchange with the wrong players too often now what you guys are talking about about replacing guys in the draft and getting a receiver at the top. Well, it didn't matter when you had him. But I don't think he was doing it because I have Brady, he'll make it work. I think he was doing it because he thinks that's the way to do it. Right. Yeah. I just, But I just feel like isn't comparing a head coach and a quarterback kind of apples to oranges when you're trying to divvy up credit for things? Yeah, like, it's silly talk radio. You arguments. know, like that's, but that's what I'm here like, for. Like you can still be the greatest head coach of all time and, and you had a, a great player. Like it doesn't mean that, you know, that it was that, that the credit was equal. I don't know if the, if the two would have happened without either one of them. But, 
you know, saying that that Brady was largely responsible for a lot of it, you know, the great you know, majority of it, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a slight at Bill. Like it's still he's still an excellent right. coach right. and he's established it's just an not, excellent. Like I thing. said, it's just one of my sorry, shows. Sorry to take us out of no, out no, of no, no but I, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. And this is why it's like when Evan says, uh, you know, it's can it can it be a little bit of absolutely. Yeah. The true answer is they they needed each other. Right. That, I mean, that's the they were in both my great. Opinion. And they made each other great. But I would have just told you that three or four years before the end of Brady, I was strongly and Fred will vouch for me in this. I was strongly in the. It's more about Bill. It's the discipline. It's the consistency. It's everything that he does to put it all together. That's why they're as good as they are. And you know, as Brady kept winning with, I think less, like that nineteen team was not very good. Mm-mm. And here they are, you know, they win in twelve games again and whatever. And then to see what Brady eight no team ever. To see what Brady did when he left, like I've kinda like had my eyes opened a little bit. I think I was shortchanging Brady a little bit. Not necessarily no, I think doing I, anything to Bill. I think I shortchanged Brady. I think, you know and I've come around. I I, I, I think changed. for a lot of people their appreciation of Brady re- went over the top after he left. And they you appreciate sometimes you appreciate something when you don't have it more, and I think that's that's what happened with Brady. That's what he happened sho- to Deuce. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he showed <laughs> like he goes to this new team and immediately wins a Super Bowl. I just know? think like the the uh, whether like divvying up credit, I don't really care about. My whole thing is just like where they're going now, and he's still operating like he has Brady. Like he's still making the same roster decisions that he would always make. I can criticize him for a lot but he he's one thing is he's consistent right like he just does the same thing all every single time we talked about those 16 uh free agents earlier with hightower and chandler kyle duggar josh uche mike like it's the same conversation that you guys had five years ago six years ago seven years ago with those guys and at some point you have to recognize that you can't build the roster the same way and he hasn't changed that philosophy he's still sticking to the same plan when he doesn't have the guy at the top that was making it all pulling it all together and that that he thinks he's the guy who pulls it all together well maybe that's it like maybe that 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 realization is it but i just think that they something has to give in that respect either he has to come to terms with the fact that he can't win at a high level doing it the same way because he's never going to get another tom brady or they need to move on from Mac Jones and go looking for the next Tom Brady. Like there's no that that's that's the sticking point. Be interesting to see how that unfolds. Uh this let's year. go back to the ace ticket hotline. Eric's in Virginia. Hey Eric. Eric. Hey, how are y'all doing this afternoon? Okay. Hey Eric. Hey, first time caller, I just want to say big fans of the show. Thank but you. Hey, quick question though, you know, all over like Reddit and Twitter and stuff, you know, you got Robert Kraft out here saying, hey, Money's never been an issue. And kind of what Evan's been saying, like, you know, Bill is operating on this, like, hey, we're like a poor team. Uh, I'm going to try to save the money as best I can. It's just kind of like I'm confused on what these two are doing with each other. It's like, hey, I get it. Like, Robert, you know, he's kind of reaching the end of the line here towards the end a couple years, God forbid. He's, like, ready to spend money. So what's, like, I guess my question is, like, I wonder what's it going to take. Is it going to – I mean, I don't want to be one of those guys and say, hey, push Bill out. It's been a great 20 years. It's been a blast. And I don't want him to go. I want him to be able to go on his own terms. But kind of what Evan's been saying is, like, why are we operating like this? You've got the money. Let's take a risk. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I take this question off the line, but I just want to say uh, thank you all. And uh, 
real quick thing too is uh, I have a three year old who rides in my car, my son, and uh, I always put the podcast on. I really do appreciate y'all not like you know cussing a whole lot. Like as a parent, it's, I can keep that show on. My uh, I try. We, well, my, I, I, my, just, I do raps, my part. Dudes. My two my two co hosts uh, evidently <laughs> sorry, uh, have a much more difficult time. Thanks, with Eric. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> Eric's kid hates me. Yeah, see, you know, I and that comment from Robert Kraft puts Bill under pressure. You know, from the fans, like. Well, the owner doesn't care about spending. And so, you know, why doesn't Bill just overpay and get all the best players, you know? It's easy to say that. It's but. easy to say. And I do think, we've talked about it before, Bill does worry about the locker room and, and the pecking order of, of what people make. And I, I know that, you know, when Brady was here, you know, maybe for an instant you could be making a little bit more, but no one could make more than Tom Brady. You know, that no, just, not once he got his second, co- right. well, his third contract. Yeah, that that just wasn't gonna fly, and and that's and that's how Bill kind of, you know, leveled the play, you know, set the standard again. That, he gets the most, and everybody that works falls when you under have that guy, right? Who's it, it willing to, to take less? Who everyone in the locker room easily acknowledges is right. the man, right. and, and so, he's not making, you know an outrageous amount so someone could be second third fourth to him but still making a lot of money right he was making an average amount for what he could have been making yeah so now it's it's you know like so how does bill set that standard now like who's the guy that he's going to be the top of our matthew judon judon you know, he said it on yeah. that uh, 33rd yeah. team thing. So, yeah. so that's another thing that worries so me i got bill, a lot of concerns so bill <laughs> sets this Fair. artificial you know, um, governor on himself. Yeah. Like, so what if ho- if somebody comes in and makes a little bit more than Judon? Judon's going to get over it. You know, and if he does changing economics in the league, right? Too, and you have to recognize that the highest paid player one year, the next year it's not even close, right? So, I mean, that stuff. You know, you have to deal with that. You know, and I, that's one of the problems right now. Now. I, on the other hand, like even though Robert Kraft says that, I don't think Bill can just go and say, "Oh, we're gonna, yeah. you know, give Hopkins twenty two million dollars just to get it done now." That's where I think Robert would say, "Whoa, whoa. you know, everything we have from our, you know, uh, scouts and everything says he's not worth even close to that money. So you're not gonna waste money like that." So it's it's just you know what it, it is. There, there's a leveling there, but it, it's it's tough. Bill, Bill. Always is worried about that locker room, you know, uh, pecking order. I, I would, I'd buy into it more too if there had been players that they could have s- retained had they paid them that would have been impact star players that they just let walk. But I don't really see those players. You know, like it's they just haven't had a lot of talent. They haven't really had internal people to spend that money on. And to me, that's the that's the original sin, not just. Yeah. Hey, go, oh, that go, gets back go to your take draft a team. Like it's it, like yeah. if you had, oh my god. I mean, and I, you know, probably people would say, well, you could have paid Brady, and, and you know, that's you know, sure. But who who did you draft that you let go? That you, I mean, you guys brought up Collins and, and Hightower. I mean, I remember a hundred percent being on that debate, and I was you know, for right or wrong, I was on Jamie Collins. That was like I said, this is an athletic next generation linebacker. I love Dante Hightower, um, but that was my feeling at the time. And you know, meanwhile, they let him walk. He came back twice, but uh, but he really wasn't that guy. He really wasn't that guy. He was so a, you're you know, kind of glad they didn't overspend on him, right? right? And and in the end, it probably you know worked out the way it should have. I mean, I, I guess I would have. 
maybe said I could have – it worked out terribly for Trey Flowers in Detroit after he left here, but I felt like he was a player that maybe you could have retained, that maybe could have still been here and still been you know, an impact player on the edge. But outside of him, like who, who did you have that you let go that you didn't want to well, pay that went a, on to they be They definitely good? had that uh, 15, 16, 7. Like there was a – I don't know exactly when it started, but there was a down period in the draft. There oh, was, yeah. They weren't getting any players. Right, right, right. And that set them back. It set them oh my back. Gosh, already, my first show back, it went by in a flash. Yeah. You know that set them back. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the answer is. But we'll find out in three but weeks. To your point, they've got it. They've got to draft better. You know, so that they get put themselves in a position where they have to make a decision of extending guys because they're that good. You right. Know? And then, and then if they don't extend them, then it's like, yeah, well, then what now are we you, doing? Like, right. how are you? Well, dra- that's how I feel about the 2020 guys. Like Duggar yeah. is right. is an extendable player. Like, there's yeah. no yep. excuse to not have so, Kyle Duggar So here. we'll see what they do with him, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. But Look prior to those drafts, they didn't really have guys that were worthy of it. Like, if we had just retained Sony Michelle, it would all have been fine. I got to All right. That's going to be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. We'll be back next week. Um, who knows what can happen between now and then. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll, every, anybody going on vacation next week? No? Everybody's in? Okay. All right, well, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you, thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast.